Hey everyone, Brandon McClure here from after we recorded this episode. Sorry it's a little late, but we decided to split this episode into two parts. Uh, so please enjoy part one. Hello, and welcome to the 104th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I am Sparkplug Wickawitty, here quietly sitting in my lonely room, all by myself on Comic-Con weekend. Wait, We'd wait, like to welcome... Hey, 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 we didn't miss What's the happened? bus, we're Jump here. the line, What's jump the line! On? What's going on? Hi. Is there a podcast happening today? Were oh. we late? Holy crap. Well, you are all invading my personal space. <laughs> I was just about <laughs> to intimately discuss Comic-Con Weekend with our listeners. Okay, we booked it, but we're here. Well, this doesn't seem very fair. No? Yeah. I, thought I get the podcast, you get the convention. No, who no. said that? No. This is messed up. Okay, I guess I'm here with Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, it's me. I'm a sunburn boy. And Ben Magnet. I'm a tired of shit sunburn boy. And Brandon T. McClure. I just had a five-hour energy. I'm really hyped right now. Ooh. Ooh. Get that energy in you, girl. Really like hyped. sparks coming out of my in, in, in yeah? face. What? What what about no, sparks? not you. Sparks like, coming like, out of your like face? You said electricity. Oh, it was a special comic This Comic-Con. is getting more intimate than I was prepared for. I really was just ready to just Brandon. be here. Brandon. I'm Shazam. <laughs> Brandon. Shit. Sparks is not that kind of puppet, okay? Yeah, man. Then clearly you don't know our hands, history. Hands <laughs> only. <laughs> hands up, please. <laughs> hands is as intimate as this gets. Ooh. Hi, Sparks. Hey, <laughs> you're actually here with us. This is great. Hey, buddy. I am here. I'm sorry you couldn't go to Comic-Con with us, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, too. But, uh, <laughs> it looked like fun. Hey, it, things you know, things happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's always next year. Uh, have you been to uh, San Diego before? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> see, there you go. Then, I'll just, then you're fine. Yeah. Ryan, this was your first time? It was. What'd you think? That was all right. Yeah. Ryan. Just kidding. It was freaking awesome. No, you Good. are, Ryan, Good. you are Convergent no more. No. Like, we, we obviously have gone to a lot of the smaller cons, but, like, this is, like, a real big con. I'm dude. really bummed I missed Ryan's first time. Yeah, dude. Uh, I yeah. feel like people don't take advantage of San Diego like I did. I feel yeah. like you, like... you did a... You, like, that was you how committed. you do it. Dude, yeah. you, I, you won San Diego Comic Con. I got, like, like almost, like, like 30 comics signed. You got Rick Remender? I got, See, because I, I want to go with him oh, now. Oh, wait, no, I'm such sorry. A good Edward time. Baker. Oh, no, that's, that's Warren Ellis. <laughs> For, right. Mark Wade. <laughs> yeah, Mark Wade, yeah. Well, yeah I want to go the way that he went. That looked yeah. like fun. Yeah, he, he, yeah. I, I, I was inspired by I have a quick did question. Did, yeah. you, did you go the first year I went, or were you the year after? I was the year after. I that's had gone I a couple of years before you went, right? and then you going a couple of years after the first time I went uh, inspired me to go back, so I went with you guys next year. That's right. Right on. Because I, I went, uh, before I was really into into the convention scene, um, before I was into like comics, you're like a con, hardcore. You were a con man. This yet. was over a decade ago. So yeah, it was like oh. 2006. Oh, Salt wow. was there or something like that. Wow, we're getting old. Or, no, it wasn't Salt, but Angelina oh. Jolie was there. For you went reason. before Salt. the Reckoning happened. Yeah, I was there before... Twilight? Um, before Twilight, Twilight Reckoning? Yeah, <laughs> before Twilight effed up for all of us. What happened was, I remember vividly, I remember very vividly that my first time was with my brother. And I was and the biggest Star Wars fan I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we and we went to. Uh, I'll explain that joke at a later <laughs> date. Uh, and we went to the line to get in, and we paid someone like twenty bucks for us to cut. Yeah, and then we walked up there, purchased a one day badge, 
at the door. You can do that. You could do that back Not then. Not anymore. <laughs> and you and we walked in, and I, I I had no interest in anything that was there at the time because yeah. I was so young. Yeah, I was more into video games at the time, <laughs> yeah. which is very strange for me to say right now. I was two yeah. years right. younger than I would be when I would be into everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple years later, I was into everything. No, I, yeah. I just got real sad because I realized that if I'd gone this year, I would have gone on the 10-year anniversary of the first time I went. And I'm like, oh, mm. man, I really should have gone. Oh, oh man, that that's sucks. right. Yeah, I went, I, the first time I went was 2008. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so it's man. been, man, that sucks, dude. Uh, what was oh, the first well. time I went? Because I went with you two. And for let, my let first me tell place. you, 2008 was the, the last good year. Yeah. Before everything went, out shit. of control. Yeah. For yeah. those of you who don't know, Twilight kind of screwed up Comic-Con for yeah, the rest of us. Yeah. Twilight invaded the year after and everything went insane after that. And it's never gone downhill. No. This year this year looked calmer than any of the years well, previous it, it for the past few. And I think a lot of that has to do with a lot less things were getting leaked. Yeah, so a lot of... Uh, Just being officially released instead. There was mm-hmm. definitely a lot of uh, a lot of people there. A lot of collective mentality was still there, but there was certainly more presence of like comics, of the comic industry. I was actually very surprised. Yeah, it looked oh. like it. It looked Whereas like it. in previous years, it looks like the studios are kind of starting to bow out. Yeah, I, It seems that way, and I, you know what? I think that's good. Or if they are there, they're officially releasing their stuff instead of holding it off, which is right. in, you know discouraging a lot of the people who just go bananas about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of, it kind of defeats the purpose of Because those people make it not fun. Yeah, it kind of yeah. defeats the purpose of being there, like seeing it the first time uh which is why i kind of like marvel because marvel would be like this is our exclusive stuff you see it it will be released later yeah but not like you right get first away. dibs yeah, yeah. unlike what one bars does because when i was telling my friends other friends about how i'm going to san diego and they'll be like oh are you gonna try and get into hall h you're gonna try and do this i'm like no i'm staying as far away from hall h as a humanly possible i can. said i said this at the i said this years ago as soon as it became that i had to give up my friday to get into saturday hall h not worth it not worth it no. especially like Ticket prices, like you can't. People spending a whole day to watch, like that's great. You know, to see celebrities, see a trailer early. That Aquaman trailer was out literally the minute it, it was shown yeah. in Hall H. The and minute you know what, it happened. And you know what I did be, uh, uh, instead? I went to see Voltron. I went to see the Voltron yeah, panel, dude. and that was literally the best thing I did this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it used to be worth it to to wait like a whole. You know, like, like wait a whole night to wait. Not yeah, yeah. Like a, maybe a whole night and like the whole day sitting through Hall H just to see Tom Hiddleston come out as Loki and address the audience. That that, that was, kind of stuff is really worth. But being that's in like the a room once for. in a lifetime kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I was there for but, that. But every now that now and then that happens and it was worth it. But yeah. a lot a lot of that Warner stuff Brothers has, did that with Johnny Depp this year. But a lot of that wow, stuff is not really? is not happening as much yeah, anymore. Grindelwald came out. Man. Came oh, out uh, shit. We're gonna talk about it later. But you heard about what happened at Bumblebee, right? No. Ooh, oh, we'll talk uh, about it. There's a lot yeah. I missed. Yeah, Bum- Bumblebee had quite the presentation. Yeah, it, it was it was very strange to kind of for you in particular. Oh, that's why I brought it up. Uh, it's it's just kind of like, you know, if the convention the convention center closes at seven, and then I go stand in line at Hall H and I get and I'm yeah, wait in line. I even I sleep in line. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. that's the con experience. And then I get in. I my entire Saturday is on Hall H. That was worth it. That was the very. That was the bare minimum of when that was worth it. When I first did Hall H with you, I asked you if this was worth it because I wanted to go back inside because I was only there for two days. Hell, one panel I just walked in. It was J.J. Abrams and and uh, no, uh, it was J.J. Abrams and Joss Whedon doing a panel together. I just walked in to nice. meet you, uh, Sparks, and and our friend Jeremy. I think. Yeah, yes. yeah. Do you remember when they were doing? Um, I know it's not like a beloved film anymore, but like when they did the Amazing Spider-Man two panel. They had that part where we were in Hall H, and then they dropped the cloaks, and we revealed like way more screen screens than they ever yeah, had. Yeah, Warner Brothers before going all along the way. Yeah, Warner Brothers is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, that 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 kind of stuff is like you know, 
you only get to see that here. Yeah, yeah. that's true. There were there were other things like um, what was the we saw the Godzilla panel. They mm-hmm. announced Batman v Superman, which is something I was excited for at one time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were all excited for that at one point in time. Yeah. The Godzilla one. We, the we actually heard about that a minute before they announced yeah, it. You bastards screwed, um, spoiled it for me because we were sitting right next to each other. And we then, get a tweet simultaneously. Yeah. We look at each other like, is this what? And then you <laughs> lean over and said, Ben, they're going to talk about Batman v Superman. I'm like, why would you tell me? And then, and then like, right then, Chris fine. Hardwick. Douchebag, by the way, yeah. says, "Hey, I'm gonna welcome Zack Snyder on the stage," and he gets in a uh, uh, Henry Lennox, and he does a, a monologue from Dark Knight Returns. But, but that was kind of when things became clear to us how weird it was becoming to be waiting there for Comic Con things because we were sitting there and we found out about Batman v Superman through yeah. Twitter before yeah. it was announced in the panel we were sitting there for. And I'm like, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. No, that's weird. Well, well, you would think you shouldn't be on your phones during Hall H anyway, but. Well, I mean, when they're yeah, showing you're, on, yeah. you're on it when you're in between things, which we True. were at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I will I, say, the other thing that bums me out is all that Hall H stuff has really pulled back on Q and A, which is the other reason why I thought it was so worth it yeah, to do that kind yeah. of stuff. And they've really pulled back on Q and A. Yeah, there's a lot more just people just talking because that can make it worth it too. If when you just get to have that moment with with the fans directly getting to talk to them, that makes it worth it. For yeah, that and experience I've, seen, too. I've seen some great panels on Hall H. All, Marvel always used to put on a great show. Oh yeah, yeah. still they, do at D twenty three. And they just Ooh. but now they now they skip it when they go to D twenty three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I w- is, which is this year? This year? D23 is this year? No, D23 was last year. Oh, so it'll be next D23 year. D23 is next year. Marvel just skipped it, period, this year. They had nothing to show, oh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they don't want to show anything from Avengers 4, so. Yeah. They just released three movies. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, you were going to say something, Ryan. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I will say the one thing, the one thing that, that I prefer the smaller con, especially WonderCon, is meeting the people that you want to meet is really difficult when they're famous at San Diego Comic-Con because they do a right. really bad ticketing system that is impossible. We wake up at 6 in the morning to try to get the con early and we still can't get tickets for... Oh, for, this was yeah. this was ridiculous. terrible. Mm-hmm. This was ridiculous. On so every level. They had this Millennium Falcon thing going on at the at the Star Wars booth. And this is just one of many examples of yes. this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the website says doors are at 9.30... And we get to the Millennium Falcon thing five minutes after 9.30. It's 9.35. They don't let us in until 9.30. Mm-hmm. 9.30, the door is open. We go in, and and they're already sold out. Yep. Because at 9 o'clock, someone else had let a group in, and they got and they got there first. Yeah. Bad communication. And that happened with Scott Snyder. Yep. Happened with, uh, Kingdom, happened Hearts. with Kingdom Hearts. It's happened with Funko Pops before Funko. that I've that uh, I once committed to like the early morning hardcore. I did yeah. it twice in a row just to try and get that feel. It was my first time really committing to this yeah. this whole hardcore Funko idea. And man, like it's ridiculous because you're there. You're there for like three hours waiting to get in, and you're like the first people rushing over, and they'll close the line on you. Yeah. And just yep. like section it off, and you're like, this is insane. Yeah, it really because I I didn't even know that Kingdom Hearts was there. I know Square Enix was there, so I figured you know they might have like a video screen. No, they had demos for Kingdom Hearts three set up, and I'm thinking, oh hell's yeah, I'm gonna be able to play this game. I go up and I'm asking about a ticket thing, and they yeah, just come back tomorrow. We'll give them out when the con doors open. Yeah, I'm at the booth literally ten minutes after the doors open, and they're like, oh no, some people came, some people came in around like nine fifteen, and they took them all. I'm yeah, like, we can't get in until nine thirty. How are yeah, you? And I'm sitting there going, yeah. mother effer. Yeah, yeah that's same yeah. thing with Spider Man. I tried to play Spider Man. They're just like, no, just come back in fifteen minutes. I'm like, <sighs> what? Just just let me stand in this line. Why would I have to come back? I, I can yeah. stand right here. But all in all, though, I still great. I had a I had a great I had actually a great experience uh, for a lot of things like the Marvel the Marvel booth is always 
always really helpful and really nice. Uh, I got all the Marvel posters. And um, one funny anecdote I just want to share. Uh, I got Donny Cates' signature twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, both times I got very lucky. But uh, the f- the second time I, I bought God Country because I was like, you know what? I want to. I want to buy. I want to own God Country, and I want. I would love to have Donny Cates sign it. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting there for Donny Cates. So jealous. And they're like, "Thank you for introducing us that comic." You're, yeah, you're welcome. I'm so glad yeah. I introduced seriously. you. All got to get things signed by him. <laughs> you jerks. So we have. So they're like, "There's no line for Donny Cates yet. I just walk the booth. Just walk around the booth, and we'll. When he gets here, we'll make a line." So I, I turn around. Jeff Shaw is across the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go up to him and be like, hey, "Can you sign this?" Yeah. So I get Jeff Shaw and Donny Case to sign my copy of Dugout Country that I bought the 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 previous day. That's amazing, dude. Nice. That was awesome. No, it was really cool to go up and meet Donny Case. I actually, because I, Ryan brought. Oh. He actually has the opposite hair as uh, as as Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Ryan has a, a red beard yep. and brown hair. Uh, Donny Cates has a uh, pink hair, pink pink, pink hair, hair and, and a brown beard. Yeah, yeah. but it's like he just dyed it before yeah. Comic yeah. Con. I heard. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to bring a whole lot of books to Comic Con this because I did. I you was have like, to get them paid. You have to pay for them. Anyway. Well, also, I just got. I just got donated a whole bunch of my books um, to people who need it more than I do. And I was like, you know what, Donny Cates is gonna be there. I love Cosmic Ghost Rider. I loved Thanos win. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna get him signed a uh, my Cosmic Ghost Rider. So that was like only one I got needed signed. I go up to him. There's a decent sized line, and I go up to him. And I shake his hand. I'm like, dude, this is just so rad. I loved your work in Thanos. I loved God Country, and I freaking love Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's like, hey man, thanks, thanks for liking my stuff. So I'm sitting there, and he was he was totally cool with me taking a photo with him. I'm thinking, so this is what Ryan feels like all the time. This is awesome. Yeah, man, I can't tell you how many creators I'm. You almost I'm, cried meeting Mark Way. No, I. <laughs> I thought it was Rick Remender when he almost cried. No, it's the, it's the inside joke. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely teared up. Like I absolutely like I was telling him like, yo man, like your work means so much to me. Like I never thought I'd meet you. Like he let me talk to him after the line closed. Like there, it was a ticket. Yeah, thing. I saw you talking yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh yeah, your tweet was great. Yeah, uh, he he said like yeah, there's like a secret phrase that you have to say to get me to talk to you. So it was fun. Uh, but I was like, yeah, man, like your work means so much to me. Like on a personal level, on an emotional level, like like psychological, and like he was really really nice. And it was that's like that's that was worth it the whole five days just just to talk to him. Like, right. I, yeah. I didn't have any comics because I didn't know he was gonna be there. So I bought a Black Science number one. It was only nine bucks, luckily. Uh, so I got a Black Science number one signed. So that's, that's really uh, awesome, man. Man, I met Nick Spencer, Peter J. Tomasi, uh, uh, Frank Thierry, uh, 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 James. Tom in like everybody was there yeah. yeah this this really did look like a a comic-con more like the kind of comic-con i'd want to go to because i haven't yeah, gone dude. for the past i have not even tried to go for the past couple of years because it, it got to a point where it was just i wound up usually just feeling exhausted and burnt out by everything because mm-hmm. there was never a good opportunity for anything yeah. and and this seems like it's it's finally starting to take a turn for better for us this I is the comic-con so. episode if you guys haven't figured it out yet <laughs> yeah, yeah so let's uh let's get into our uh our bread and butter whoa whoa uh, whoa whoa I had a week too. All right, how was your week? <laughs> I would love. To yeah, it was fine. Week. I was just watching you guys have fun. You <laughs> <laughs> he was just like still looking at his phones, going like staring. Hang on, death. hold on. I have to genuinely think about. It. Did I do anything? He bought you, all the pops. That you know, we you know, you know, yeah, you know what? You know what? I'll plug this. I I finished Legion. Oh, nice. I, I finished awesome. Legion. Is it, on, is it on Hulu yet? I don't think so. But well, I, I'm I, one episode I, behind. Ryan's still. still behind me, and I I can tell you. Um, I have no clue what the heck they're going to do with season three, and I'm pretty on board with it. I'm so I, okay, I have a clue, but it's it's pretty in, insane mm-hmm. where they're taking it. So, 
Uh, watch right. that show. Let's, we got a long episode, guys. Uh, we got a long episode, and we're not doing a book club. No, we're not. Nope. So uh, before we get into our uh, Comic-Con news, we're going to talk about a couple of things that dropped uh, unrelated to Comic-Con. Um, so, uh, uh, Garçon, if you please. And here is your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. We had sad news this week. Because John Schnepp passed oh, away man. on July 19th this is rough. at the age of 51. He'd been hospitalized after a massive stroke and was unable to fully recover. He directed the Death of Superman Lives, What Happened documentary. Great documentary, by the way. Yeah. Amazing documentary. Check that out. Yeah. Yes. He was also the director on a majority of Metalocalypse Hell episodes yeah, and frequent host contributor for Collider. He hosted Collider Heroes twice a week. I watched yeah. him every single week. Yeah. If you have anything... Uh, also, I just wanted to plug this. If you have anything to spare, his partner Holly is running a GoFundMe right now to help cover the medical costs for him being <laughs> yeah. the hospital. Yeah, guys, that, that's uh, really just important. Just so that that's out there. That yeah, this is this is a uh, this is rough for the community for the nerd community. He was not very old. He was no. fifty one is no age at all. Yeah, yeah, he, no age. He had a hand in a whole lot of things. I didn't oh, even yeah. realize until I was looking into this, and I was like, Did oh, you dang, ever see the Death really of Superman Lives? I've I have not finished it. Yeah, I was watching part of it, and then I had to go somewhere, and I've not picked it up again. But I, I, I liked what the way it was built and everything, and uh, just he, all the insight that we got out of it. He has wanted to do a series on on uh, superhero movies that were not made. We talked multiple comic multiple times. We talked, we talked to him about, about it, it, man. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he. It's just kind of a bummer that you know that this has happened. Yeah, Brandon, you and you and I sat down one night when I just came over to visit, and we saw the death of Superman Liz, and that was a really good documentary and. We've met him at cons, at WonderCon, at Long Beach so many times, and we've talked to him. He's such a cool dude. And there was actually one point I was hoping to bring up to you. I'm really sad I never did. Like We should try to get him on and talk to him. I was always too nervous, too. Yeah, yeah. me too. I was... I mean, because it's John Schnepp. He's, he, I love Metalocalypse. I me too, man. I supremely Metal, love that yeah, show. This yeah. is even before I, be, I became... Like, before I became like a metalhead. But, oh, man, I, there are times where I'm just, like, on TV, I'm just scrolling through channels, I'm thinking, oh, hell yeah, Metalocalypse is on, and I could just watch Metalocalypse for days and just not get bored of it. is great. I, I, I wonder if this is kind of a, you know, it was already unlikely we were going to ever get a conclusion to it, but I wonder if this is a nail in the coffin on that. I would think yeah. so. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. like, John Schnepp was, you know, he wasn't the, the main guy pushing it forward, but he what was. Really, what really sucks is that it looked like it was going to recover. Yeah, yeah, like he, yeah, you hate he that. was in critical condition, but like after through the days, so he was like, yeah, man, like he's 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 stable. Like all of his friends are like, yeah, he's stable. He he's gonna pull out. He's gonna. Yeah. We just need some help uh, funding the medical bills. Yeah, dude. And this is the, the thing about him that that is the most not the most important, but like the thing that most people treasure about him is he was a hardcore nerd who loved nerds. He he cared about the community. He he called us sweaties because like I know I yeah. get sweaty when I talk about nerdy <laughs> shit, dude. Are you kidding me? He's like the king of the sweaties. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. And like seeing he was his kind passion, of repur- he was kind of repurposing a uh, kind of a uh, uh, what's the what's the term a um, uh, not a critique, but like something that. Oh, like taking back. He was like taking a, like back a negative. Ter- like a negative of, yeah. of like the concept of what a nerd. Yeah, he was repurposing is. a term. Repurposing. Yeah. yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. There you go. Yeah, um, it's very late. But like, uh, okay. like anytime he 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 would ramble on about something, he's like, "I'm getting too sweaty for this. We got to move on." And yeah. just like, <laughs> just seeing seeing his passion is is gone. It's just gonna be a real bummer, man. It's a it's a yeah. it's a tough blow. To I watched him multiple times a week. Like I watch YouTube and more than watch regular shows. Yeah, and fifty one is so young. Yeah, yeah. Too. too. So real big bummer to hear about this. Um, 
moving on to some uh, sad, more sad news, but also a little controversial. So we're probably going to have a controversial opinion on this one to those of you, to some of you. We're going to have a discussion. Uh, good. Everybody's about to get political. Good. Oh, good. James getting, well, Ryan, you're getting heated. Hell yeah. This is stupid. You're I hate too this. Sweaty. this. You're is getting too sweaty. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the AC's on. I'm Hold up. Pour one out for John Schnepp. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So James Gunn. Uh, if you guys have not known, James Gunn, uh, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, among also, other Slither, things. Also, Slither, Romeo and Juliet, Super. Super. Super's a uh, fun one. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been fired from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, so I'm actually going to read what, uh, a little little behind the scenes here, I'm going to read what Sparks wrote, because I didn't write the episode today. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> we were tell them, but okay. Because we, 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 yeah. we were too busy driving home from Comic-Con. Disney Comic-Con. has cut ties with Gunn after... Right-wing commentator Mike, uh, th- actually, actually something I just found out recently too. Mike uh, Cernovich, yeah, unearthed yeah. tweets from Gunn's past up to 2009 and encouraged folks to email Disney and have him fired. Uh, Cernovich took action after Gunn's criticism of the Trump administration had ramped up, and after he defended fellow director Mark Duplass for endorsing conservative com- commentator Ben Shapiro. Shapiro, a person who is in mutual dislike with Gunn, uh, even came to say that Gunn's firing was the wrong thing to do. Uh, this is dumb. Oh, hold up, hold up. So, a conservative dude... This was a hit piece. This was a hit piece. Sent out, say, like, hey, yell, go to Disney and yell at him for stuff that he said back. Take oh, a lot, there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of conservatives who want to, quote, take down Hollywood. This is, this okay. is, a lot of people, this is like they're like, this happened to Roseanne, so we gotta get the so, left so, side. So, so yeah. then, yeah. Another, well, thing about Ben Shapiro, he's saying that this is stupid, that... Yeah. Actually, yeah, so Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, that. and James Gunn were having a, a tiff, a big public tiff on Twitter okay. two days before this happened. Okay. And then right after this was announced, Ben Shapiro had this to say, and he said, "I think James Gunn is an asshole." As my exchange with him earlier this week made clear, I also think that firing him for vile old joke tweets is bad precedent and a mistake. There is no limiting principle to the outrage mob. I don't like Ben Shapiro, but I respect that he said that. I do too. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. You can have a differing opinion with someone, yeah. mm-hmm. but the, this was the wrong so, move. So we haven't said what happened. So 10 years ago, yes. he made some really, really gross jokes. Like no. he made some bad jokes about pedophilia and rape. They're not, they're not, no one's defending that, his, that he made bad jokes. Right. Since right. then, he's apologized. Before Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out, he did an entire interview about how I was a different person. I've grown to be a better person. I made bad jokes, and everyone should be able to grow. And since then, he's been a pillar of a perfect person. He adopted a raccoon. He's and, incredible. And he's apologized for these tweets already before. Yeah. And another thing to remember, Twitter was like one year old when he was doing these tweets. He yeah. was. He, he, it was a new yeah. medium that anybody could... Like, I mean, it's not. I'm not trying to create an excuse, but I am trying to create... Like, the, the forum was a lot less restricting yes then mm-hmm. uh for him to just and put he was, that kind of joke out bad there. jokes the yes. fact the fact is all of us here were different people 10 years ago 100%. oh yeah and what i was always a puppet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right it's true yeah you were on the factory floor right <laughs> yeah uh no all of us My here mommy sewed me together we're di- Ooh, oh. that's weird <laughs> uh, all of us here were different the skin people skin of my enemies <laughs> sorry <laughs> the uh, all of us here were, ten, were, were, were different people ten years mm-hmm. ago, and the the thing, the precedent that this sets, it's really bad, is horrible. They've already started going after Pat Oswald and Mike and Dillo, Mike and Michael because Dillo it Black. means that no matter how much you change, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Then why change? Exactly. This, like 
this is this is this is such bullshit. Dude. This is like, and there's so many people defending Gunn, and not just because like we like him as a as a director. It's like he's just a good person, and this is not what's supposed to happen. I, I'd like to read something James Gunn did say. Yes, my words of nearly a decade ago were at the time totally failed and unfortunate efforts to be provocative. I've regretted them for many years since, not just because they were stupid, not at all funny, wildly insensitive, and certainly not provocative like I'd hoped but also because they don't reflect the person I am today or have been for some time. Regardless of how much time has passed, I understand and accept the business decisions taken today. Even these many years later, I take full responsibility for the way I conducted myself then. All I can do now beyond offering my sincere and heartfelt regret is to be the best human being I can be, accepting, understanding, committed to equality, and far more thoughtful about my public statements and my obligations to our public discourse. To everyone inside my industry and beyond, I again offer my deepest apologies. Love to you all. So something I have a really big problem with is that um, Ted Cruz in particular, though he's not the only one who did this, oh but Ted Cruz God, in particular oh. ran with the fact that he saw the tweets that they were unearthing about James Gunn and he said, well, he needs to be prosecuted because they didn't even just take them as like the bad jokes of the past. They took them as confessions of these are things I believe in. There are articles being written that say James Gunn supports pedophilia. This was 10 years ago, guys. Yeah. Our oh. president has tweeted worse Last week, Yesterday. the guy who outed him has tweeted worse all the time. Johnny Depp beat his wife. Yeah. And he is still doing another Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, or Warner a, Brothers or whatever. There's a really Fantastic. funny tweet about that. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw that one. Yeah, too. yeah. The, the, the offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James Gunn's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him. Johnny Depp's Pirates of the Caribbean 6 coming soon. The Walt Disney Company. <laughs> and then they and then they, they, they bring him up surprisingly. That's Warner Brothers. But Warner Brothers. Yeah, that, when yeah. his. X, X is behind in the, the same station. company. It's messed up, dude. It's so messed up. This, this is, is ridiculous. Like uh, 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 Craglin from Guardians Galaxy is James Gunn's brother. He yeah. released a huge statement supporting him. Drax, uh, uh, Dave Batista, saying this yeah. is this is a hit piece. This is unbelievable. This is not gonna. This is gonna mess Disney up real bad. Yeah. This is like this was the wrong this move. Is, this is like the first time they made like a big oopsies. Yeah. So yeah. the guy who who dug up these tweets and made this campaign, he's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Here's a, one or two of his tweets, please. When is the last time women organized to support a men's rights issue? Stop being fags. Who cares about breast cancer and rape? Not me. Oh, hell yeah. to the effing. Where's, where's oh. his firing? A woman over 40 is indistinguishable from a tranny. Where's his, where's his firing? This guy is the one who got to take what's got the, a bunch of people to come after Gunn for the, this. What's the timestamp on those tweets? Uh, hold on, let me let me look at them. Go ahead and say something you're thinking, Ben. Did this mother effort just straight up say something about breast cancer? Because I have two grandmothers yes. who survived breast cancer. My those stepmother. Not a good guy. He's not a good guy. Those those were both 2012. Are oh. you kidding? So oh. six years ago? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fire him for Suiza. He did six years ago. Brandon, may I use the one f bomb? No. no. Damn it. It's, you're fine. Relax. But uh, but it's it's like. Okay, nobody here is trying to say that the things that James Gunn said were great or no, awesome or okay. They're gross, absolutely. We but, are defending him as a person today. But yeah. the thing is, Disney knew this. Like, It's not like they weren't aware of the type of person he was when, for, or that Guardians this existed. One, for Guardians 1, they vetted him already. Yeah, yeah, they knew this existed. These tweets existed in 2014. This isn't new. And he'd already apologized at that point before they hired him for this stuff. He'd already grown up a lot, which James Gunn has shown, and anyone who has followed him on social media is aware of the type of person he is, and that that's not at all the person that is reflected from 10 years ago. Yeah. And that he's had to battle with his own senses of depression and everything, and that was him going through part of that phase. And I know I myself have... You know, in my private life... We've all taken Ambien and tweeted at No, 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 but I'm gonna... You know facebook and instagram and all that like i i'm 
pretty pretty solid on twitter is the place where i personally go to scream out the things i don't care if anybody sees them i just want to scream at the internet for a moment yeah. just a couple of weeks ago i tweeted about how much i hate life yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i know you do too yeah um yeah, is that's that's what I use Twitter for more than anything, <laughs> or or the really dumb jokes that come in my brain. So I, I just this, this is, is unfortunately this, this is, is just political because he is he is very very liberal. He's very anti-Trump, and and again, like I don't I don't want to make this to a political and thing, but that's what it is. No, this is this is sucks. And and Dave Batista came out and said that yeah. he's not at all okay with this. Doesn't support this decision from Disney or anything. And I'm I'm very curious how far there's already a petition going around to, to rehire him i did i don't too. think it's going to matter but i signed no it. i don't think but but it, it is a question of like whose outrage is going to be greater right now yeah. because this outrage would outrage was enough for disney to say that but now there's going to be this outrage about the precedent this sets yeah. because it's not good and is disney going to walk that back we've we i want to say i want to say that's the thing i want to say something really important here the 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 stupid thing is and we've and conservatives have actually talked about this and i kind of agree with it the line needs to be drawn it isn't a lot of liberals are taking a uh a uh, uh, a rape and uh uh some give me something not rape <laughs> something way way not not uh, a candy cane assault uh, uh a a joking uh hit on yeah okay so and, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. and they are lumping yeah. it into the same category. Both are bad, but they are not in the same category. There needs to be a sliding it's like scale. Like weed and heroin, We're patting a butt. Yeah, yeah. There it's needs, not good. That's not good. There's not none of it's not good. I'm not somebody. defending this. No, but there but there's needs a to scale. Be a, there needs to be a scale, and there isn't one. We are treating everything as the same offense. Mm-hmm. It's hey man, in the eyes of God, every sin's a sin, right? And it's and it's and it's dumb because we elected someone who said much worse. <sighs> Done yeah. much worse. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree, and that's why it's this is. I think this is a very prime part of this this culture war that's happening right now, and I I'm curious how Disney's going to handle it because there is already strong like you can't. This isn't cool. Like, and and, and I want I want to say nobody's it. safe if you do this. That's that's absolutely true. And yeah. here's the thing. And here's the thing. I don't think what James Gunn did and what Chris Hardwick th- and what Chris Hardwick did are on the same level. Not at all. But they were both treated as if it was as if it was. One hundred percent. Right. That's wrong. Like Chris yeah. Hardwick deserves to be fired. Even even so, yeah. like here's the thing, you know he had, uh, what's what's uh, Chloe got, Chloe Dykstra yeah. didn't mm-hmm. name him. No, not at all. She didn't want him to lose his livelihood. She Everyone just whole, called it out. She took the high out. road the whole bloody time. And there's there's action and belief behind the things that chris hardwick did Mm -hmm. yeah this this is not on that level no he is treated as if it is yeah and and knowing knowing entirely that we are a bunch of white boys talking about this speak for yourself puppet yeah white boys and a white puppet puppet, um you know being fully aware of that it's it's still a matter of like i can understand why people are upset about the things he said but Me I, too. But I also not defending that. Yeah, people deserve I, second chances. But, ten years and, later. But I also I I ask that anyone who is upset about it to remember that they weren't said by him yesterday, or anywhere close to yesterday. They were said a decade ago. And think about or where close you were to at, a, decade a decade ago. Yeah, in every school, every you and one I, of us in high school. In high school, I'm sure I said something horrible. Yeah, that I would regret by now. Yeah, you go on my Facebook ten just, years ago. Just I'm one sure something, something, though. I mean, just yeah. one something. If I may paraphrase one of my favorite lines from Pulp Fiction, this is not the same league. It even the same ball. It's not the same ballpark. It's not even the same league. It's not even the same bloody sport. Yeah. 
what James Gunn nice. said 10 years ago, of course it's horrifying and or it's disgusting and it's like, dude, WTF, mate. But him actually throughout the year saying, hey, I have done some stupid stuff. All of us have done <clears> some <throat> stupid shit. Redemption. Especially me. I, if someone comes up to me and says, hey, you did some stupid shit. I know I did. I'm sorry for it and I'm glad to say I'm a better person for it now. This is what James Gunn is doing, but him automatically getting fired, especially after doing two Guardians of Guardians films, is just completely stupid. I, I've always been worried that there would be a point where we would take this, you just call it the culture war, mm-hmm. uh, too far. Yeah, I think this is it. And is it this, start- is, this is us starting to take it too far. And yeah. Brandon, you are right. There, there, a line in the sand needs to be drawn. We there needs not- to be a scale. Yeah, there has. I mean, as we can't be treating so, every offense the same way. Right. So, okay, so all the politics aside, let's talk about what this does to, the, to Marvel itself. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. So James Gunn, much like the Russo brothers were given Avengers, James Gunn was setting up a, an entire cosmic universe that he was going to help build and do yes. more stuff after Guardians, possibly. He just turned in the first draft. It wasn't even possibly. He was going to stick around past yeah. Guardians 3. Okay, we yeah, knew so he was going to be around helming the future of the cosmic universe. They're not going to use that script that he wrote because it's his. It has his name on it. Yeah. So the, f- the entire future of the cosmic Marvel universe is gone. Guardians of the Galaxy is like, the next film. See that, film. That's like that's but like I don't, I don't want them to get a Ron Howard to do Guardians no, three. No, no, no. But that's the silver lining that I'm looking for. Is that I feel like I think you're right. That unfortunately I just don't believe Disney. No matter how much the outcry happens, they even though it should, will walk back the decision of firing him. However, I would hope that maybe they'd at least there'd be a compromise here. They'll keep his script. That'd be nice, mm-hmm. man. I I'd hope. And and the thing is like. They don't have to walk back the decision entirely. They might keep him fired off of Guardians 3. Yeah. They could rehire him back to work with Marvel Studios. I can't see... It could happen. Yeah. It depends on what happens from here because there are people who are going to be discussing this still for a while. Dave Bautista has already made that clear. I'm certain he's talking to everyone else in the Guardians cast who all probably feel the same way since they know him as he is as a Mm -hmm. person. That there there are some strong feelings here and Disney's going to be seeing... Some ramifications of this choice. And and, and the fact that even people who don't like James Gunn are coming out and saying, this is not the right move. This was reactionary. And the fact that people are calling them out for things like, you have Johnny Depp, who does things, and James Gunn made jokes 10 years ago. a video of Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Being crazy, dude. What is this? What is this? You know why? Because I make him a billion dollars. He makes him a Robert Downey Jr. makes him a billion dollars. Robert Downey Jr. was not awesome. Years ago, Dude, was he not was, awesome. He was like found in like a gutter, drugged out. Like, like, like everybody changes. And you know what? He's the perfect redemption story. He mm-hmm. is. He's he Iron is. Man. Why can't everyone? Why can't that happen to James Gunn? Tim Allen for Disney. Oh, don't bring up Tim Allen. Oh. All right, he's a bad boy. That's, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. <laughs> but again, he's not a fireable bad man. No. Yeah. He, he's just. I he don't like a, him. He sold cocaine in the past. Yeah. In the past. In the past. Yes. And I don't like him now because of his politics. Yes. But I wouldn't want him to get fired. That's why I was mentioning the, how he used to run drugs. That's the thing. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. There need, uh, the, the conversation needed to be had. This was reactionary to avoid a controversy. Also, the conversation about gun has happened multiple times. There shouldn't have been another one. There's yes. no reason to have this. Right. Is, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if this was public knowledge, how come all of a sudden now it just blows up in everyone's yeah. faces? Because he's politics. Because, he's because someone ran a smear campaign. Yeah. That's why. This is. Um, yeah. Well, I, there's a lot to be un, to yeah. be dug up here. There's a lot to still be discussed. Uh, I, think we'd, I think we'd be going around in circles. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah. I but I mean, like, I hope in the public forum that a lot more 
that this doesn't just die it's away. Not gonna, I, I hope that this debate. Away. I hope that this debate continues as people are like, okay, you know what? This is this is where we have to say this isn't okay to fire somebody for something like this. I hope that that kind of line of thought continues, and I hope that we see something come out of it. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a bummer right now, and we'll have to see how it plays out. Well, let's move into our main topic then. Yeah. Um, what is our main topic? Comic Con. Oh man, Comic Con. That's right. That was today. Okay. <laughs> I'm way out of breath after this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I knew that was going to be a big. Yeah. That's thing nice. we were all gonna have I to vent some feelings about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first one's you. Oh Ooh. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna talk about Comic Con. Um, so some random stuff. Uh, Don Cheadle is set to voice Donald Duck in the season finale of Ducktales. This is weird. So you showed us this video before yeah. the video. I was like, what? Yeah. It comes about as Donald is given a device to make him easier to understand. And uh, I just the video that, is I great. Just, yeah, I just thought that was a lot of fun. I was like, "This is really neat." I'm glad that Disney Channel shows are doing so well. I I really like uh, Ducktales is great. I really like the 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 thing where the behind the scenes video where it says Thanos Survivor, like, yeah, <laughs> actor <laughs> Don Thanos Cheadle, Survivor. actor Thanos Survivor, yeah, something else. Uh, yeah, that's that's fun. I'm glad that, I'm glad they're doing something like that. Yeah, and I and I think it it looks like it's going to be a really fun episode to watch him. It's just one of the voice of Donald Duck. Yeah, he's uh, uh, at this moment he's just doing it in the uh, upcoming season finale. Cool. Okay. And that video was released for Comic Con. So, all right, Brandon. Uh, so Rugrats is getting a new series. Oh yeah. Um, that's right. uh, revivals television series of twenty six episodes. Um, it's going to be. Oh, I didn't read this. A a, a, a mixture. Oh, right. It's getting a live action film. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I it's getting a live action I film with CGI uh, with, with CGI characters. Uh, uh, which CGI is, babies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't use real babies. You get baby geniuses at that point. Yeah. What's wrong with that? A lot of things. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. It provides a lot of questions, right? They're like, it's going to be a live action movie with CGI characters. You're like, but they're babies. What the hell? <laughs> they're, they're real people. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's coming out November 13th, 2020. Okay. I was like, year. what? No. Um, yeah, okay, I guess the original creators are going to be an, uh, executive producers, um, and they, uh, the, you know, we last we saw these characters, they were an old grown up. This is, yeah. I and will they're, say, they're reverting back to. I'm kind of disappointed babies. that it's not doing the old man pickles route, where it's like it's like them as all adults having yes, their kids. Yes, 100. That they is do my that? thing. I I'm like, you know, we did Rugrats and we did all grown up. I don't know that we like we have so much content from that time period. I don't know why we need more of those kids again as babies like now I, that we had yeah. because we had all grown up it's a little weird i agree with you 100 percent. i'm like why not do a new rugrats where they're the parents now and they have like new and then and then they have new babies i don't understand why like that's we not. watched that show as kids and then we'd be the adults watching the adults yeah right? exactly when everything of... when everything does uh th- it's the fad right now the revival fad this is not revival this is just go back to the this beginning and I, like i'm like what this why? is what they do with powerpuff girls yes oh god um, I mean, I like what Nickelodeon is doing with Rocco's Modern Life because they took Mar- Rocco and he's like, no, this is like, like that short that they did a while ago was like, Rocco was in the '90s anymore. They're experiencing that type of humor in the the thousands or whatever we're calling the this decade. But yeah. I mean, the hearing that Rugrats is coming back, I'm thinking cool. And I thought the exact same thing. We're gonna see uh, Tommy, Chucky, everyone as adults with their kids. But it's no, they're gonna. It's like the original characters as kids again. It's like I don't want that. And also a live action movie. 
I, I was perfectly I'm fine. I'm actually kind of really interested to see what they did to do with that. I'm, I mean, yeah, like, I'm interested, but I'm like, mm, but why? Ugly I babies. mean, I'll probably still go see it, but at the same time, it's like, this would have been fine animated. Bring back that classic animation style. Did like, anyone see that, li- that live action Fairly Odd Parents film? Sadly. I watched, so I haven't, but there's a great YouTube series that channels, like, there's like three or four of those movies. They're bad. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Drake Josh one where Jason Alexander. Drake Josh? Played, uh, Josh Drake and Bell. Drake, Drake Bell. Drake Bell played Timmy. Roger and Ebert. Tr- and yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I really hate it when you do that. I love you. <laughs> love you too. But um, and Jamie Alexander had a cameo as Cosmo for a hot second. I don't mm. remember who played Wanda, but yeah, it was not good. Yeah, I. Uh, Jason you know, Alexander. It, it, who knows? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon yeah, is. Huh? You said Jamie. You said Jamie Alexander. Jason. Jason Alexander. Alexander. Got yeah, it's okay, no, buddy. I got you. Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon uh, has been fairly hit or miss. You know, <sighs> depending on depending on who comes back in that. You know, like fairly. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, like you know, the Hey Arnold movie was great. That was Jung- a great return, movie. but it had all the you know original team back and everything. I, I, maybe Rugrats will be great. I don't know. This maybe. is this is a questionable decision. I'm, I'm surprised we had so much to talk about on Rugrats. Uh, this one's actually really exciting. I think Zombieland Two is officially good go, guys. Sweet. Uh, uh, so that failed TV pilot didn't happen. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, right. Amazon tried to do a pilot. Yep. Uh, tried um, to do a series. Is it still the, the, the first director? So, yeah. So, it's it's uh, the entire cast and crew are coming back. Uh, so, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, Woody Harrelson, and Jesse Eisenberg will be returning. Um, and uh, there's a quote in Zombieland 2. Uh, through comic mayhem that stretches from the White House and through the heartland, the zombie slayers must face off against many new kinds of zombies that have evolved since the first movie. That's exciting. Sounds huh. like Left 4 Dead then. As well yeah. as some new human survivors. But most of all, they have to face the growing pains of their own snarky makeshift family. I'm mm-hmm. excited for this. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's releasing October 11th, 2019. Yes, and you know is. what? Thank you. This is a movie that I'm actually excited to see Jesse Eisenberg in. Yeah, I think, uh, I think this is the movie I liked him the most in or found him at least the most tolerable. Social Network? Uh, no, I, w- I, di- I didn't like him in that. Okay. Yeah, I would argue you're not supposed to, but I agree. Um, I think I'll agree with you on Zombieland. I really like Zombieland. I, I, I really like Zombieland, and I, he he works for director me in that of movie. Venom. Yeah, so oh. we'll see how that goes. All right. He okay. also tried to do the pilot. Oh no! Yeah, he, it was his like dream to do, to do. He wanted to do Zombieland as a TV series yeah, in the yeah. first place, and so he tried to actually yeah. get it going, but it did not work. That's a shame. I'm I'm excited to that it's really happening finally yeah. they've talked about it for a long time this is uh coming out next year is, is 10 years since the first one came out holy yeah. shit 10 really 10 years next year next year will no, be yeah. 10 years oh it's been 10 years since yeah it Zombieland? came out Oct- it, next year it will be oh my when god when it comes out october 2019 it'll have been 10 years because the original came out october 2009 so yeah that's a, that's yeah i i hope it's good i i like how jesse eisenberg played with all those other actors and i love those other actors so That'll be fun. If they make this into a Left 4 Dead movie, basically, I'm down. Yeah. Evolving yeah, Zombies. Yeah, the, the Evolving Zombies is an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, to I know a whole lot of franchises. I just love that. how the, all their names are just the cities they're from. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ben? Yeah? Guys, you like uh, Resident Evil? I do. I Resident Evil pictures. 2 uh, released more details about its remaster edition coming out uh, of Comic-Con, including an ability to swap seamlessly between the classic soundtrack and a newly made one for the remaster if you Ooh. buy the deluxe or collector's edition. Aww. Well, the deluxe is only like $10 more. Okay. okay. And there's there's a few fun things in there that seem worth it, a few new costumes, and then something something Yo. called the Samurai's Edge, 
but nobody knows what this weapon is. It is a weapon. Probably a sword. But no, yeah, it seems like it, but nobody knows exactly what it's going to be, but it's a new weapon being added for the Buster game. Sword. You know what? It sounds like, because um, in the Resident Evil 4, they had like the something butterfly, which was- It had butterfly uh, knives. It was a super powerful magnum that literally oh, just one-shot right, zombies. So I'm thinking the Samurai's Edge is a sword that can one-shot a zombie. Mm, mm. Maybe, yeah. Very impractical in real life, but awesome in the video uh, game. Resident Evil 2 is my favorite Resident Evil game. You know what? Resident we Mine too. We could have played Resident Evil 2 at Comic-Con, Never played a Resident didn't. Evil game. Wasn't going to wait in that line. I'm really excited yeah. Resident Evil 2 is coming out. Yeah, not going to lie. That line was always capped yeah. for Resident Evil 2. They've been uh, uh, real quick. They've been knocking out those uh, remakes real fast, and they're, uh, they're all real good. So I'm yeah, now, now that this one's coming out, they only have three left. Yeah. And four has already been, four's already four's been remade. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. Uh, did I hear that Spyro is going to switch between the original and, and the original um, foot, uh, footage? Uh, uh like Halo did, yeah, like Halo, like original graphics. Yeah, yeah I, I heard, I heard that might be a thing. Well, that'd be cool. I actually have something f- good for you, Brandon, because oh. I was actually at the Spiral panel <gasps> before the Mega Man <gasps> panel. <gasps> awesome. I don't know. We all had to do it. Yeah, right. I, I don't know about the visuals. Wait, Ben, gasp. <gasps> Thank you. I, I don't know about the visuals, but oh. I can confirm that you can switch between because they had the composer there, and also, did you know that Tom King was the voice of Spyro? Yes. Cool. You told me a couple days. ago. Yeah, I told you, <laughs> and you didn't know that, but um, you can't. Through the options menu, you can switch between the new t- the new sound and the old soundtrack. That's awesome. That, so is, buy that is for edition? sure. No, no, it's gonna come regular in the in the reignited trilogy. Um, the visuals, I don't know, but they did keep showing us the old visuals from the classic PS One games and the new updated visuals, which I want to say because I don't know if in, if the Crash Insane trilogy has the old visuals. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, okay. I'm, I didn't play it, but I'm pretty sure. I but, think I would know about it. Yeah, but of course that was um, Activision doing in Crash, and this is Insomniac. So who knows? They may still. It'd be kind of exciting if they do. I'd really like to do that. I loved it in Halo. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually. I, I, it was really funny in Halo because I was like, "Why is this so dark?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember me and my buddy would keep switching back and forth, but I don't know about the visuals, but soundtrack is confirmed. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. cool. That's um, another thing that's confirmed. Uh, so we've been hearing a little bit about Anne Rice. Uh, and Rise regained the rights to the uh, oh the vampire stuff to the vampire mm-hmm. Lestat novels uh, f- uh, a little while ago in 2016, and uh, she said she wanted to just make it a TV series, so she was so she was working on that. Now it's official. Hulu has picked up the series. Cool. Uh, they will be adapting all eleven books, uh, so probably run those faster than Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she wanted to do it like a a, a, a Game of Thrones esque series as we know i'm kind of excited for this i'll be honest i like uh i like them in theory queen of the damned i have not actually seen them but i've wanted to watch them for a while interview the vampire um so where, where was i uh so rice and her brother christopher uh, christopher will be the what about brown rice no shut oh, up okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm already stumbling a lot <laughs> uh they're going to be uh executive producers uh and no showrunner has been attached, I don't believe. Not yet? No, not, no, yet. not yet. Um, so, yeah, that'd be kind of exciting. Initially, the, the Vampire Lestat uh, novel, the first one, was going to be the starting point for the for the series, but we don't know if that's the case anymore. Lestat's a cool guy. He became a rock star. Did he? Yep. <clears throat> cool. And kill people. Uh, yeah, that's exciting, guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I think that you could, you could do something really exciting with this. Yeah, um... Yeah. I haven't read any of the books, but like I, I like vampires, and I like and I like uh, I like Lestat. Like, was, and, and Rice is considered like a pretty heavy gold standard when it comes to vampire books. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to the next one, I guess we don't have a lot to talk about that one. Yeah. Um, and horror, more horror. This is a lot of horror stuff. I love horrors. Uh, Scare Diego. Oh, yeah. That's what it was called. Yeah. Scare yeah. Diego. Um, so Gary Doberman, the screenwriter for the 
first two Annabelle. It's the first two, really. Yeah. The first one's terrible. Yep. Same screenwriter, um, apparently. Wow. First two Annabelle movies and It. So the I second Annabelle I heard was great. Yep. And It is amazing. Yep. Yes. Uh, confirmed at uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con that he will write and make his directorial debut on Annabelle, uh, Annabelle 3. Uh, James Wan also revealed uh, that the new movie will be set inside the Warren home and likened it, this is great, uh, to the horror version of Nightmare... Nope, Nightmare on the Museum. <laughs> Nightmare at the Museum. <laughs> Night, Night at the at Museum. Annabelle 3 will see the titular doll liberate and bring to life the other cursed artifacts kept locked up in the Warren's archive. The evil objects then target the Warren's 10-year-old daughter, Judy. I did not know about this character. I am really interested in this uh, movie. Why isn't it just called Conjuring 3? Why isn't it called Nightmare at the Museum? Because it's all about Annabelle. Mm-hmm. But it's set but it's the Warrens no I mean but like, but but like you think about it like we've had two Annabelle movies and we've two had two Conjuring. Conjuring movies and at the end of the Conjuring movie it heavily hinted that the Annabelle thing could come back on them someday yeah and then to lead up to that they made Annabelle movies so this it's, is more directly a sequel to Annabelle than it is almost Conjuring like, like Captain America Civil War should be an Avengers movie but it's Captain America but both yeah Annabelle, like that but both Annabelle movies are prequels in fact, Annabelle Two is a further prequel. Prequel, prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's like Assassin's Creed, yeah. <laughs> right? But I think I think the events of it's unclear when the events of this one would take place because I'm pretty sure that their daughter is not is older than ten in Conjuring Two. I'm I haven't seen Conjuring Two. I didn't even know she was her daughter was in that movie. My memory is foggy. Yeah, her her daughter's in that movie 100. percent I'm pretty sure she's older than interesting than this. So. I it, like the Nightmare in the Museum thing, though. That sounds wicked wild. Yeah, that I'm sounds awesome. Nightmare in the Museum? That's yeah. going to catch on, guys. Yeah, dude, it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, New Line Cinema's Scare Diego panel also featured The Nun. I don't know if you guys heard about what they did there. No, uh, I, I didn't. Did you see the pictures or anything? No. no. Oh, so they showed some footage from The Nun and all that, and uh, then the it went black at the end of the Nun footage they showed, <laughs> which had already freaked everybody out. Heck yeah, oh, And then the lights came back up, and when uh, lights started to come back up... Um, the whole audience that was watching this was surrounded by black masked, faceless nuns. Which Brandon, oh. you would freak out, dude. I freaked the <laughs> shit out. Oh, oh hell and, no. And I guess like they all marched, I have, I have they, they all marched around the convention center like after I they, I saw pictures of all these black masked, faceless see, nuns. You that. guys oh. were probably in the hall while this hey, was happening. And Castle Rock, you saw the picture of the original um uh Ooh. Georgie. Yeah. Oh, so do Castle I there's a Castle Rock experience. Yeah. That was I don't know what that show's going to be because there's the shining references. I went into room 237. There's pictures. There's Pennywise writing to Georgie. Georgie, I'm, I'm going to miss sailing with you. Yeah. It's super It is the awesome. original Georgie from the 1980s. It's movie. weird. Awesome. It's super weird and cool. Yeah. Very weird. I, I'm very into like what's going to happen with Castle Rock. That'll be exciting. Yeah, dude. But yeah, so so they did that stuff with the Nun. Uh, we, we didn't get any like official footage released or anything, but apparently what was seen there was really cool. That's exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to the Nun. The Conjuring universe. That's crazy. Uh, so cool. Yeah. You, they, you may have to drag me to the Nun. <laughs> we won't have to do we it have on to, the show. We ha- have you watched any of the Conjuring stuff? No. Oh, you got to watch all the Conjuring stuff to get... Hey, this is a universe, let's, man. Let's could, do a Conjuring franchise uh, marathon. Shit. Yeah, I'm cool. You, yeah. hey, you saw. You are cool. I you still, saw I still have not seen the first Annabelle prequel. I only saw the second one. That one was awesome. Yeah, see, I only saw the bad one. And see, that's the I, thing. I've only like, seen Conjuring the, see, the and Annabelle, Annabelle. See, the Annabelle movies are all over the place because the second prequel is actually the first one. That's what I just said. Yeah, they're so weird. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Anyway, um, so at Scare Diego, we also had It Chapter Two and La La Llorona. Hey, so La La Llorona is a song in in, in Coco. Can yeah. you explain this to me? Okay, so uh, folklore dog. Uh, 
La Llorona received a pretty lengthy presentation. It is based on a Mexican folktale of a weeping woman who drowned her two children in a fit of madness and now wanders the earth looking for other kids. I know the story. The movie story is set in the 1970s when a social worker, played by Linda Cardellini, <gasps> uh, unleashes the curse accidentally on her own children. Yes, we, we have this same story adapted from them uh, of the weeping the woman. Baba this Yaga. is a common... <laughs> this is a common, the, common. Baba Yaga's uh, a witch, freaky buddy. Folk tale is this the woman in, in black? The no, no, no. This is this is the weeping woman because um she she kills her kids. Yeah. Uh, mm. y- um, if I might, uh, fudge. Universal Studios they actually had a La Llorona um maze for it, and right. one of my friends who is of Hispanic descent explained the whole theory to us. And apparently, even when she was a little girl, even though she was here in the states, her parents would tell her not to go out at night. Because they don't want La Llorona to come get her. Because yeah. the, the folktale is if your kids are out at night, especially if they're by a river, La Llorona will come capture you and drown you in a river. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's it's messed up. I'm into it's it. It's really late. It's I'm very scared. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> but scared Diego, man. Man, I, uh, I would have died to go to that panel with the lights going out. Because I'm all about I would have died in it, that panel. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I when I heard about that I was like, dang man, that's some I haven't heard of that's a of a like Comic Con panel getting that freaked out by anything is since um uh Guillermo del Toro came to Comic Con with Don't Be Afraid of the I Dark. Don't be afraid of the dark. Yeah, and he had that trailer and then uh the, the trailer played throughout and then it had this extra bit at the end where uh it was the thing under the under the sheets uh-huh. she goes crawling through the sheets and she, the sheets just kind of keep coming up and coming up and then yeah, this yeah. freaky thing because you hadn't seen the anything that whole time uh pops up and scared the crap out of the audience and then the lights come up and Guillermo del Toro is like what the f was that <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like that was scary shit <laughs> yeah he was laughing his ass off it was funny um del Toro is a great guy and la Llorona is is in the conjuring universe no 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 oh, okay it's just, just at least horror. at just least not at this moment. It's still James Wan produced, so mm. retroactively well, so a Cloverfield thing. No, but so is Sinister. Sinister's not in the Conjuring universe. That's true. Yeah, but Sinister also came out before the Conjuring universe started. That's true. But it did come out after Conjuring. The first Sinister? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember watching Sinister after Conjuring. But weren't they made at the same time? They might have been made. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Conjuring time. universe had not been established when Sinister happened, so it could go either way is my point. Like, cool. we, we could find out that this is connected, but it... James Ultimately, Wan probably the not. the horror version of J.J. Abrams. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Francis McDormand has been announced to play the role of God itself in the upcoming television show Good Omens, which I forgot to show you guys. I forgot. The we first forgot to watch that trailer. That's thing? the one that we missed. Yeah, the Whoops. new Neil, yeah. uh, the Neil Gaiman book. I, I did watch the first look for this. It looked really Doesn't cool. Doesn't he play God in something? In Lucifer. He plays God in Lucifer. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I haven't seen it, but um, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, David Tennant and John Hamm were talking about it in the first oh, look video. Oh, that's this one? I'm yeah. so stoked for this show. Yeah, yes. John Hamm looks yeah, cool. Yeah. I didn't realize Good Omens was the David Tennant. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin Sheen is in this. Yes. No, Mar- uh, Martin Sheen? I know who you're talking Michael about. Michael Sheen? Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen is in this. Yeah. I want this show. Yeah, yeah. So so all of them were talking about it in the first look. You guys should go and watch it at some point. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a great show. Anyway. What network um, is it on? this is Amazon Prime okay Uh, it was revealed by uh, God itself talking to Neil Gaiman at the panel through the voice of Francis McDormand (laughs) telling Gaiman that McDormand will be playing the role of God Um, that's fantastic so you know there you go it's me Uh, God I'm playing myself yeah it looks it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun What's like the what's like the the, the genre? Because I didn't watch, I haven't read it. I don't know anything about it. Good Omens is about is about angels and demons. Okay, and it's it's very it's it's comical in like a, a satirical messed up way. So okay, cool. You'd like this book. You'll like this show. I'm into it. You guys like Predator? 
I'm gonna try to make. Yeah, noise. I like Predator. Do that. I like That's it. That's not it at all. <laughs> there you go. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, it's like what the were best you? you're gonna get, Ryan. Listen, oh, I can't uh, roll my R's, so like I was gonna try. Uh, nanu, nanu. <laughs> um, uh, look. Wrong alien. <laughs> I think it just made Sparks choke. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> I was just drinking water. It's whatever. <laughs> How do you uh, uh, Shane Black was at a uh, was at Comic Con, and he gave us some new uh, insight on the on the new Predators. The super Predator. Yeah, they showed they showed some footage, but we are not gonna like fully discuss that. Yeah, and break it down yeah we we didn't even get to see it, but. Apparently, there is a faction on the Predator home planet who are very upset that we, they've been bested by humans twice now, uh, and they've been uh, upgrading themselves with other DNA. So it's so there's like a Hybrids. civil war going on in the Predators with the Predators, is that which is that why there are two Predators. Predator yes. Yeah. So he's like part of the fra- part of the faction that hates that the humans keep doing this to them, and so that's why he's going. Uh, and then the other Predator wants <laughs> to stop him essentially because yeah. if uh, in the original expanded universe of the predator comic in yes. predator it was like illegal on the predator homeworld to hunt humans on yeah. on earth specifically which is why i kind of like predators because that they movie's awesome of, i like predators it's a great movie um so these predators black mused would be above roiding and drawing on all would not be above oh would not be a wouldn't be a there it is wouldn't be <laughs> above roiding and drawing on all the DNA of various species they've encountered to enhance themselves. This augmentation would not only uh, affect their size and overall look, but also their fighting style and movements, which still remains rooted in as uh, Black put it, uh, Shane Black put it, that feeling of deadly purpose and absolute effing blood curdling efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Black, the predators are a com- quote completely savage and br- uh, brutal creatures. Apparently, it's also going to be the introduction of Lady Predators. Ooh. Ooh. Dang. I'm excited, man. Yeah. I, I, I like the way that Black is talking about this. I, I'm like, you know, this is this is a step away from what I'm usually used to with Predator, but I'm not totally against it. I think this could be really cool if yeah. delved in the right way, and I think he's going to do so. that. No, I really enjoy that first Predator movie with Schwarzenegger. I really enjoy that second Predator. Nope. Danny Glover's in it. <laughs> that is a bad movie. I enjoy. I like it's Predator. It's not a bad movie. It's Requiem is a bad movie. Predator Two is fine. You're right. You can thank it for introducing uh, introducing us to Alien vs Predator because an Alien Skull was in that first movie. You're right. Second movie. I really enjoy Alien vs Predator. Never saw Requiem. I think that first Alien vs Predator is really good. It's fun. But for me, Predator was kind of like, eh. If it's cool, I'll see it. So now, after hearing this, I'm like, nah. Uh, I kind of want. I want to see this. The Predator. Thing. Have now. you ever seen Predators? Is that the third one? Yeah, no, that's the one with Adrian. Brody. You you would really enjoy that one, I think, Ben. You okay. should watch that sometime. Because I did see it's the first, one. I did see the first Predator movie, and I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked Predators. Same, I liked it a lot. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, um, there was a lot of Cartoon Network news happening. Yes, there was. Um, Adventure Time is ending its run on Come Cartoon on, Network. Bring your soon. Friends, but. The Adventures of Finn and Jake continue into season 11 thanks to and Boom to Studios. 11? I thought you were going to say Steven Universe. <laughs> no, no. Continue into season 11 thanks to Boom Studios. The comics will be released in stores starting this October. That's good. That's great. So uh, Finn and Jake are going to live on in their adventures post is, this um, massive series finale. Is uh, What's the showrunner's name? Pan- Pendleton, Pendleton Ward. Ward. Pendleton Ward. Is he overseeing this he's not overseeing these comics no but um Interesting. but but a lot of the writers who are who have been involved with the show and who have been also working on the comics up to this point are still staying attached to the comics so. cool that's cool i uh, was obsessed with adventure time for those first couple seasons and i've kind of i haven't watched it in like a couple years yeah uh, but like man that show is so good that show is so good you're gonna you're gonna catch up bud oh yeah um 
So I'm I'm crazy into Steven Universe. Yep. Uh, you know this. Uh, mm-hmm. Steven Universe just ended its season, its fifth season, in a major way. Um, a lot of crazy stuff happening. And then uh, just today, Cartoon Network released the first episode of the sixth season on the Cartoon Network app, and I watched it. It was really good. Nice. Um, oops, I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, oh. I'm in trouble. Um, oh. And uh, anyway, woo-hoo. Uh, then Cartoon Network also dropped a bombshell of news about Steven Universe. Steven Universe is getting Steven Universe the movie on Cartoon Network. Oh. Live action? Nope. Okay. Uh, Full on animated. It's going to uh, happen sometime after season six starts, but we don't know when, and it's going to be continuing the story, and it's... It, Six seasons that a movie. It's going to be bananas, and and while I kind of wish it was in theaters, because we're getting a freaking Teen Titans Go movie in theaters, but, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. I'm just happy that this is happening. And then... There's more money behind Teen Titans Go. The craziest news, to me, is the show OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes, which I think everybody here would actually really enjoy. I think I've talked about before with how I they didn't had realize a, that was one title. <laughs> I think that they've had the... Uh, I told you that they had the crossover with Captain Planet yeah. a while oh, back. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, they are having a massive host of a... Cartoon Network crossover currently confirmed are Raven from Teen Titans and Wait, Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go? Unclear. Oh. <laughs> and and Ben 10 okay. uh-huh. and Garnet from Steven Universe. Hey, remember oh. when Teen Titans Go crossover with Young Justice? That was weird. <laughs> yes. I don't. I, don't. I, do, I do remember oh. when that happened, which is really just Young Justice showed up on it. They crossed over with Powerpuff Girls, too. Wow. I didn't one. know that one. Yeah, that happened. Oh god. Um anyway, it at is it is hinted at that this is these are not the only characters who are appearing in this crossover special of OKKO. Okay and dog. if you watch OKKO, OK you know they leave a large opportunity for this possibility to happen. So something very interesting might be happening in the future of OKKO. OK this is the secret wars. Of Cartoon Network. There are two shows in particular that have played fast and loose with Cartoon Network uh, references to the other shows. They are Gumball and OKKO. Mm-hmm. So seeing this happen is I've pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen some uh, Gumbo. Gum- Gumbo? Gumball. 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 Anyway. I enjoy I, Gumball. I'm stoked about this. Uh, I hope that it is something worth sharing with you guys. Heck yeah, dude. Speaking of stoked. Mariah Stokes. Benjamino. Oh, oh wow. Uh, you like Mega Man, right? Oh, you think? Well, we're talking about Sonic today, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's uh, fine. I like Sonic. T- I love Sonic too. Oh uh, no, you're right. I misread Sonic. Uh, actually, Stephen King. Uh, Castle Rock coming <laughs> next week. <laughs> no, uh, well, they released a trailer for the uh, for the ten episode Cartoon Network series. They did. Uh, they did. Uh, it's apparently going to start August fifth. I didn't realize it was that soon. Oh, it's six thirty a.m. What? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for kids. It's going yeah, to right. kids. Yeah. Um, if anyone can hear that snoring, it is uh, uh, Ben's lovely girlfriend. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, for sure. uh, it is very late. <laughs> she is tired, dude. Yeah, I is, should. We be all good. are. We. Is very I think late. I'm sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Am I? Am I awake? Uh, this is Inception. Dream. Is this real life? <laughs> oh, what's up, Anti Monitor? <laughs> all right. So, what do you think, Ben, about this well, trailer? Actually, I was at the Mega Man fully charged panel, and I Are was. You? Yeah, it was. Hey, you haven't mentioned it 15 times today. <laughs> he hasn't mentioned it once <laughs> on, on this podcast. podcast. Calm it down. The people got to know. Sir McClure. He has too. Nope. No. He, he mentioned it a little while ago about the Spy- when Spyro. That was the Mega Man 30th anniversary. There are two Mega Man panels. What? <laughs> Boom. People Boom. like Mega Man. Oh, man. All like right. that proto man. All right. And also, boom. I invested. <laughs> yeah, the Mega Man 30th anniversary was they were talking about the games, and also I got to see new footage for Mega Man 11, and they revealed a new Robot Master. But we're talking about Mega Man Fully Charged, which is a show I was actually able to see the first half of. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Thank Just you. go on. <laughs> and I have to say, 
I can see the demographic they're going for. They're going. The demo is uh, five to eleven. Yeah. Anybody get a uh, uh, what was that Iron Man? Say? Armored like, Iron Man. Uh, Ar- Armored Adventures. Armored, Armored, it's like Ar- Iron Man. Armored Adventures. It's very reminiscent of that. Yeah. And here's the thing. Um. So there, I rocks. Well, you knew that Mega Man's name was changed from Rock to Aki, which okay, I could give. The reason why they did that is because the producers at Capcom, the producers of the video games, came up to to the creators of the TV show and said. Make an entire new world. There are some characters you could use, some characters you can't. Make up new ones. Nice. So that's why they're like. That's why everything you see is different. Like, um, uh, Suna is Mega Man's human sister, the biological daughter of Thomas Light, and Aki is a fully functioning robot. Apparently, there was like some war that happened a few years ago, and there's like a peace treaty, and there's this one dude who's the obvious bad guy, Battlestar Galactica, who, who wants, um, who doesn't want humans or robots to mingle. It's like we can't coexist. Batty McBatterson, or his name, or is his name Villain? No, his <laughs> his name is Sergeant Knight. Sergeant mm. Batty with a K or an N. I don't know. I didn't oh. see the spelling for it. Okay. But the good thing I do like about the show is that they actually do have sequences where it's all in eight bit style pixel art. That's cool. And oh, also, that's rad. I I thought I caught a moment of that yeah. in the trailer. And yeah. they that's also, rad. Yeah, and they also throw in elements from the game. Like the episode, the first half of the episode I saw was where Mega Man meets Fireman for the first time, and you can actually hear Fireman's theme from the first Mega Man game in the music. Oh, so cool. there's also this one character called Mega Mini who is weird. I don't like Mega Mini all that much, but <laughs> Is it like? Oh, is, is he it, the thing that came out of his head? Yeah, he's the is thing it that like came the out of of the universe. He's kind of like the, well, like Jesus. Suna knows. All right, so Suna knows Mega Man's I, my fandom. <laughs> no, so Mega Man's sister Suna knows that Aki is Mega Man, but Doctor Light doesn't know. So he kind of has like a secret uh, identity thing, identity thing going. And I actually Doctor Light make him. No, he developed he in game canon he made rock into mega man but in show canon he doesn't know that aki is also mega man all right i don't care we're not gonna know <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest yeah i mean i'm I, just confused okay for me as a mega man fan i enjoy the show i could the dialogue of course is a little cheesy because it's made for five to eleven year olds but seeing a new mega man show on that takes um like make like mega man's design is from mega man x mega man volant mega man exe so i'm like you know what there's a lot sparks is yawning like a madman so i'm gonna wrap this up <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean, you do go a little long. I'm, I'm not trying to. It was not personal. Yeah, but <laughs> for me as a Mega Man fan, it's like great. There's a new show to get kids into Mega Man. I still have the classic, which is awesome. That's important, yeah. And I might actually give the show a chance. Of course, the dialogue may like roll my eyes buddy, a little bit, buddy. You are allowed to watch things that are not in your demographic yeah. in your fandom dude i watched yeah. lion guard i was okay. literally just about to bring that up that yeah. works i love lion guard my i only, don't even care i just L- hope that lion guard is made for a I very young hope, demographic i just hope the show survives because the designs of the robot masters that we got to see are really freaking cool i will say like i'm i've played the Mega Man games but i'm not like a, like a diehard but seeing uh like all the different robot masters and like Mega Man take their form like that's that's cool it's cool to see like a live action Ooh, yeah. like thinking a, of, speaking yeah. of form <gasps> can, I get, can I do it? Sorry, it was a really good I was, segue. I, w- I mean, I was going to comment on the Voltron thing. Can you hold it? Sure, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, it, uh, it seems just a little weird. like a pee. It seems just a little weird to do a Voltron show right now aimed at specifically at children. I'm like, why Why are we not making a Voltron cartoon aimed at, like, us? Eh. You know what I mean, though? Wait, Voltron or Mega Man? Oh, I'm sorry. I knew what you were going to talk about next. Mega Man. Yeah. And then Mega Man. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's because they want to get younger kids, because this is this year is Mega Man's 30th anniversary. Sure, sure. So they Mega Man d- games are hard, though. I don't know if five year olds play hard games. Yeah, that, that's Mega what Man. I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's not like it's not like the the 
the kids that this show is aiming at yeah. are the kids who are playing the video games right, right. now. Although, We're into this. This yeah. is our nostalgia. Why not make a like really badass Mega Man cartoon? Out. I, don't I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm not I, saying I think, it's bad. I think it's because when uh, Capcom went to Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network went to the animation studio, DHX, or um, I forgot what... Oh, crap. I forget, I don't worry about it. But they went to the animation studio, and the animation studio said, okay, this is what we're going to do. But also, a little side note, I actually got to meet the voice actor for the for Mega Man. Don't spoil the surprise, Ben. No, I, I just got to meet him, and he was a really chill guy. <laughs> and he was really nice. I loaned him my and helmet and my buster, so when he went on stage and shit. And, and side note, um, children's shows can be really great. Lion Guard has a ghost spirit of Scar show up in a volcano. It's That's great. Cool. I don't even care. That, that <laughs> like, sounds cool. pretty cool. It's pretty rad. No, but I'm really... And also, another fun fact is that um, some of the Robot Masters, because all of them are men except for Splash Woman from Mega Man 9, some of them are going to be turned into uh, women. Good. This has been Ben's Mega Man Hour. Uh, moving on to my Voltron hour. Yay, guys! I'm I I, I really like Voltron. Uh, I'm no, no, I don't kidding. think I've what? ever heard you say it. All yeah, right. me, All right, you don't look. talk about it enough. No, you don't. I have, I have <laughs> never, not never. Once upon a time, I loved it. I I still do. I love a very, I love a show called Battlestar Galactica. It's BSG, my favorite show of all time. And since Battlestar Galactica, no show, and I'm serious when I say this, no show has uh, touched me in that way. Are you okay? robot touches? Emo- oh. Emotionally, oh okay. Nothing. Uh, I've liked shows. I've thought shows are great. I've had favorite shows even, but I have not had a show uh, have in me emotionally the invested yeah. as BSG. And mm-hmm. uh, how how long? Fifteen years? Did you say? What for Battlestar? Yeah, yeah. So Voltron comes out, and I was at the panel uh, for Voltron, and I. Realize that this show has done has done that. Voltron mm-hmm. has has filled the, the essentially the void that that Battlestar Galactica has has uh, left. Has left. Okay. And uh, in that panel, we got we we I missed the first look at season seven, which, but season season seven will be dropping August tenth. It'll be a thirteen episode season. Okay. Unlike the previous six uh, seasons that have been going on. Have it have the. Remind me, but the past seasons have they been like uh, six, seven, or are they? So the first two seasons are both thirteen episodes okay. because they were initially supposed to be a twenty-two episode season that they split in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second, the the third and fourth season were a thirteen episode season that they split in half. Okay, uh, and then previous seasons have been six, six, sevens because they they get they want to get them out in quicker chunks. Okay, uh, get the sh- get the show out quicker. That unfortunately means that. This 13 episode season is going to be the second to last, oh. and the show will be ending at the end of this year with another 13 episode season. Well, at least you're getting a definitive ending. That's I the am. good news. Six I seasons am. and a movie, <laughs> eight seasons and a never. Eight. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's. I'm very sad about it. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. I love I love the show very dearly. You is this? A, is is this? Oh no, you go, you go. Eight, eight, <laughs> <laughs> eight seasons of a dedicated Voltron show is not something that I was anticipating happening. Absolutely no. not. So that's impressive. And How it, long did Voltron eighty four last? Do we know? No idea. I have not looked. Okay. Did you um, watch Voltron eighty four? I've, I've seen a couple of episodes. He I uh, when uh, they had two Voltron shows running concurrently uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, on two different networks, which is very strange. Um, I watched. I watched kind of those. I've. I've. Never been invested in Voltron, but I've always watched it and always had been aware of it. This is the first show I've like dedicated to watch, mm-hmm. and every season, man, that last season was so good. All right, uh, and we're getting some some good stuff. Like, uh, if for anyone who watches Voltron, like we found out that Shiro, who's the Black Lion pilot, is gay. Whoa, cool. whoa, whoa, whoa! Spoilers. It's not a spoiler. Well, 
No, you're fine. It's too late now. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll probably forget when it because you have been dying to get me in. Uh, I've been dying to get all of you into the show. Like, yeah, it, I, I really like. And yeah. You know what? I actually saw a whole bunch of Ultron cosplayers. There's a lot this year at a Comic Con. They had year. a Voltron exclusive, which I, don't, I I convinced myself not to buy. Yeah, and I was surprised <laughs> you didn't. But it didn't I, actually look that great. Well, also a lot of these cosplayers they were dressed beautifully, and I'm thinking, man, I know you're from Voltron, but like the only one I can the name off the top of my head is Pitch. Because she's wearing the oh he is wearing the no, green she, one. Um, Pidge. Uh, well, that's kind of spoiled for season one though. So whatever. It's season one. There's six seasons now. Yeah. All right. She is dressed in green. The green's my favorite. Color. Um, Pidge. Uh, so I saw the panel with Pidge, Lance, and Shiro. Uh, Shiro I like a lot because he's the, also the voice actor from Green Lantern: The Main Series. He was mm-hmm. Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pidge uh, you will know from Arrow season two. Mm-hmm. She's a uh, 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 Katie Cassidy's friend, little little girlfriend. Uh, and that's oh, she was my memories. Right? Nope. Yeah, that has been a while. I know who you're talking about, but yeah. Um, and I saw them. I saw them. It was, it's just man. I'm really sad. The show's ending. Is this? Yeah. Th- we're gonna talk about another new show coming out on Netflix. Yeah. Is this the same people, or is that no. the other side of the team? It's the other side of the team. Okay. So, so the writers of Avatar: The Last Airbender were not involved. It was just the, the showrunner. It was this or the creator. The creator of Avatar: The Last Airbender is doing the Dragon Prince. This was the animation studio behind it. Got it. Okay. Um, DreamWorks. Got it. Uh, Dark Horse. Oh, you know, that company is doing a Wreck-It Ralph comic. Dark Horse. Yep. Dark Horse. You Um, heard me correctly. Okay. Yes. Uh, Rated R. This is not unheard of. The publisher. IDW has a lot of the license for Disney properties. Right. But it is weird that it's not IDW and it's Dark Horse. That's what's. I mean, it, you know, that it's not Marvel is already weird, but the fact yeah. that uh, IDW is currently doing The Incredibles, and now no Dark Horse is doing The Incredibles. Oh, is that Dark Horse? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which ones are IDW doing? IDW is doing a lot of the animated shows. Yeah, oh, okay. Doing, yeah, IDW they do like Ducktales and Big Hero Six, the series, Tangled, the series. Okay. Well, uh, the Duck. publisher announced a 64-page graphic novel called Disney Ralph Breaks the Internet. Click start, choose your own internet adventure, which features both a prequel and an eight-page sequel to Ralph Breaks the Internet. Cool. Huh. Gotta go see that movie then. So I'm down for that. Some like interesting, it. some yeah. interesting tidbits. I like. Right I love uh, br- Yeah, Brandon, you also like games, right? Sure. Yeah. What okay. about Thrones? Uh, uh, how about Digimon? Do you like Digimon? I Did. love Digimon. Did. Okay. Well, Bandai Namco Wasn't revealed about the last movie though. <laughs> Bandai Namco revealed that a brand new Digimon RPG is coming in 2019 Ooh. for the PS4 and the Nintendo Switch called Digimon Survive. Wait, oh. hold on. I did not hear this. You said an RPG? Yeah. So kind of like Digimon World from the PlayStation One. Uh I am. I don't know. I will. I will read you <laughs> what I know. Okay. Uh, the the I did see the concept art image release for this, and it looks awesome. Um, this is going to be a survival RPG in which the choices you make determine your character's path as well as the evolution process your Digimon takes. Meaning you could end up with an entirely different story and creature a couple times over, depending on how you play. You'll be playing as a second year middle schooler named Takuma Mamatsuka. Got it. Who is now lost in a parallel world Your while attending now, a bitch. camp <laughs> picnic. That world, of course, has Digimon. You'll get partnered up with a familiar face in Agumon, where the two of you will venture through the world and try to get you back to where you belong. Oh, yeah. This looks rad. I'm looking at the concept this, right now. This sounds a lot like Digimon, Digimon world. world. Yeah, I played all those games, dude. Oh, yeah. Although Digimon World was more of like um, the virtual pet turned into a fully fledged video game. It's almost kind of like a Pokemon in a way. Kind of, except your partner Digimon. Do you guys remember the fourth season of Digimon where you could turn where they turned into Digimon? 
No. I was very jealous of that. I just wanted to point that out. Okay. But in that but in that game in Digimon World, your Digimon would die and then you have to train a new Digimon from scratch. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Survive. That's hey, that maybe that's what this game is. It, it sounds a lot like mm-hmm. it. It should be like a remaster. I would totally take a remaster. I am, dude, I when I finally figured out how to play Digimon World, I loved that game. The sequels aren't great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm done for that. That's that's awesome. I'm like totally Digimon. in. It, it. Yeah, I thought you'd be pretty excited about that. I love Digimon. So. The, uh, the resurgence of Digimon has made me very happy. Same here. Yeah, even even I might want to check this out. It seems so cool. The art looks so good that I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of it's, into it's this. It's very much in the style of the new, the new movies have been. Ooh. Yeah. Hey guys, I like Digimon more than Pokemon. Don't tell anyone. Me too. <sighs> I'm in the middle. I'd have to give Digimon a second chance. It's been a lot of years. It's because I talk because I, I, hate, I, hate, I hate hearing them. The I, I, uh, I, I actually liked all four se- all the, the first four seasons of Digimon. I, I like that Digimon's amount of Digimon is not as complex or stupid as Pokemon. I'll definitely give it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin Smith, hey he man. dropped some news about the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Can I actually real quickly uh, top up with an anecdote? No, there, we moved on. So there, no, about Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, so it's related. So there is a cosplayer who dresses up as Kevin Smith. Uh, and stands in front of a pillar at Comic Con. No, that's Silent Bob. Are you talking about Silent Bob or Kevin Smith? Well, it's Kevin Smith and Silent Bob. It's the same person. I'm that's not wrong. No, but that's like saying like, okay, go ahead, go ahead. So he dresses up as Silent Bob. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, and stands there in front of a pillar every year. This dude buys a four day badge just to stand in front of this pillar as dressed as Silent Bob. Every damn year, and I think that's great. And he doesn't talk, and I was standing right next to him the entire time I was waiting for Rick Remender. He's awesome. He just stands there. And he doesn't talk, because that's his thing, and yeah. a bunch of people came up and talked to him, and he's like, can you get a picture? And he just shrugs. Yeah. It's great. And I was just, and I told, I was, I was like, hey, yeah, this guy's here over here, and he's like, and he just kind of like nods his head, and he's I could do a fist hey, bump. It was cool. Makes him happy. Sorry, buddy. Go ahead. It's okay. That guy's got my ticket. Um, <laughs> Kevin Smith drops some news about the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, the upcoming sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, in which the titular Jay and Silent Bob go to Hollywood to stop a reboot of the Blunt Man and Chronic film they were trying to stop in the first movie. <laughs> the film will satirize Hollywood's reboot culture. It begins filming in November. On the set will be three actors from CW's The Flash, Grant Gustin, Tom Cavanaugh, and Carlos Valdez. That's Hell cool. Yeah, dude. I'm so into that. Uh, you know what? I, I, I've I, never seen these movies. I don't no, know why I'm into it. I have seen Jane Silent Bob's Strike Back. I really enjoy Jane Silent Bob's Strike Back. Do you want to know what Mark Hamill's villain name was in Jane Silent Bob? Is it Villain? No, it's the Cockknocker. Yeah. Whoa. It was. That's the kind of thing you're getting with a Kevin Smith. Movie. And people you, were surprised when he made yoga hosers. Yeah. No, um, you also had a cameo of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck filming. Um, oh, uh, Goodwill Hunting too. Yes. Yeah, applesauce, bitch. <laughs> that's I love Kevin Smith movies, so that's that's my thing. Uh, do you like Joss Whedon movies? Yes. Sure. Uh, Doc- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Joss Whedon was also talking about Dark Horse this week. Uh, he he's doing a one shot comic called Dr. Horrible Best Friends Forever, which will be celebrating the, get this guys, 10 years since Dr. Horrible was released. I remember when that thing came out online. Everyone. And I bought it, and I bought the CD, and I bought the CD for my friend. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I have that I have that DVD signed by Joss Whedon and Felicia Day. Nice. Yeah. I don't, but I played Captain Hammer once. You did? You know what the hammer is? <laughs> my penis. There you go. Uh, oh, so that's where that joke comes from. Yeah. So I guess, so, so, the article actually was really funny. It was like, contrary to what you'd expect, the best buds, reference to the title, are supposed bitter enemies, Dr. Horrible and Captain Hammer. Aw, where's Moist? <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's not what we think. It's apparently, it's, uh, it's set after 
the series, and I guess is it's the only who was the villain? Those you know, Hourglass. Had, Hourglass. Yeah, yeah, they said that they were going to bring Hourglass in. What about Bad Horse? He's the greatest villain of all time. That wasn't talked about at all. Bad Horse. So yeah, so he's a horse. I'm kind of into these little. I remember that. God, I really like Doctor Horrible. I, think I, I love Doctor Horrible. He's great. All right, so you're gonna hate me. You haven't, you haven't seen, seen Doctor Horrible. No, yeah. I actually. I'm got, not surprised. No, no. It was on Netflix for a short time, and it I was? got. Oh, okay. I got through like a quarter of it, but just like when a, it's a musical man. Did you see the? Did you Ryan? Did you see the commentary of the musical? No. On the DVD, there was a commentary of the musical. It's great. But I no, didn't. but just like how Sparks one time had to turn it off. Oh, yes, that was my foot. He just kicked my foot. When Sparks had to turn off uh, super, the death of Superman lives, and he never picked it up, that was me. I had to turn it off. I had to go do something. I never picked it back and up. It happens. Yeah. Borrow it for me. I will. It's also like an hour long. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. That's yeah, real easy to watch. That's what's bugging me. It's only an hour long, and I haven't finished it yet. That's that's good. I'm, I'm, on, I'm honestly, I, I I really like that universe. So like I, I, I would, would love to go back. To I the would universe. really love to see more of that. They, he actually talked a bit, bit about a sequel. He's the same. It's the same thing he's talking about. We all want to do it. It's just we all have jobs. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of jobs, though, he's rebooting Buffy. The television show Buffy, Buffy the yep. Vampire Slayer, the television show, yeah, is getting a reboot uh, with an Af- with an African. I almost said an Akraton. <laughs> That's an alien. <laughs> oh, it's Owen, <laughs> an African American actress in the lead role as Buffy or as Buffy as yeah. Buffy. Is Buffy? Oh. It's like a re- reboot. No, it's, oh. So it's starting fresh. Yeah, okay. Oh. Uh, like uh, so, quote uh, like our world, it will be richly diverse, and like the original, some aspects of the series could be seen as metaphors for issues facing us all today. Um, I guess producers on the project told Deadline, uh, that quote, showrunner Monica <laughs> Owens and Breen has signed on to oversee the project. So he is not showrunning this. He's developing it as producer. It's which probably, is That's probably for the best. Probably for the best. But he's showrunning a new show, The Nevers. That's right. Uh, he's, so yeah, he's a producer. I'll watch another. I'll watch a new Buffy. I'm totally into that. Yeah. 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 As a show, wa- a show run by a woman. I'd watch Buffy again. Yeah. But I feel like it's got to try to be different. If it's on the CW, we know exactly what it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Maybe I can get into Buffy now. Charmed I guess, you know it. what? That's not true. CW surprises us sometimes. Sometimes, but then there's Black Charmed. Lightning. Yeah, but then there's Black Lightning and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But then there's Charmed. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But Charmed. Listen. <laughs> What's Charmed? I read a headline. We're not going to talk about it, but I read a headline that was like, Charmed kind of charms the audience at Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dang. Darn, Doc. You know, never, never mind. That's all I needed to know. Wait, have you not seen, have you not heard of Charmed? I've heard of the name, but I I've don't know I've been talking about, about it for months because pretty, I'm pretty working witches, on it. Pretty I don't witches. know what it's about. Charmed, pretty Charmed, witches. We'll talk about this off podcast. Yeah, all right. It's something to watch. It, well, he just said pretty witches, so that's all I need to know. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, so one of my favorite things in the world is Star Trek. Yes. And is I, it any more? Hmm. Well, Star Trek. You got to watch Discovery and give it a chance. My fandom. <laughs> you got to give that fandom a chance. Uh, Kurtzman had a lot to say about it at Comic-Con. Kurtzman, look, okay, so I've been doing some digging. <laughs> Triggered. That uh-huh. whole thing, that whole thing about him be, uh, being the new showrunner and firing the old showrunner, that was a, that that, that, that whole thing about the, the firing of the showrunners was a hit piece de- developed by the Kurtzman camp. That's uh, not a controversy. Uh, That's real. He did, he crashed the mummy and then consolidated his power. He's like, I can't have the mummy. I'm taking Star Trek. That's exactly what happened. Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, Discovery second season, we'll see. Uh, Ooh, com- really triggered. Damn. You wrote Commander Pike? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just copied it in. It's him. Captain Pike. He, did, he I, copied and pasted. I just copy and pasted, bro. Well, whoever wrote this is wrong. <laughs> I fanned him. <laughs> Look. The the show, popcorn? This so is a we're gonna show. see we're gonna see a, disco- a discovery. We we talked about Anson Mount, uh, who was a black bolt. Black bolt. Uh, and he, and in humans don't hold that against him. He's actually pretty good in it. Hell um, on Wheels, great show. 
he will be Captain Pike, the original captain of the Enterprise, the second captain of the Enterprise, uh, for those Star Trek fans listening. Um, is it, so, and we actually got to look at the new Star Trek uniforms. I like those uniforms a lot. They look good. I really wish that was with the uniforms for the whole show. You got to get that prequel to get to the sequel, Monday. I understand why they did it because I was talking to the to some of the costume designers. They wanted to have a sense that Starfleet has like different uniforms for different types of ships. Like the Constitution classes have different uniforms, and they're like rolling out these new uniforms, which is what the Constitution classes are like the the luxury liners, the, the exploration ships. Everyone wants to, wants to be on those ships, <laughs> and and so people like so they so not everyone has the new uniforms yet. They prioritize that. Mm-hmm. Sure, whatever. I kind of, I really like the uniforms though. Yeah. So good on you. Um. So we got that. So apparently we'll be searching for Spock. Spock. I was gonna say the search for Spock. Yeah. So we are searching for <laughs> Spock again. This time he's not dead though. Yep. That's good. Uh. And uh. So we'll probably be getting some more casting about who Spock's going to be. Um. More circumstances surrounding Spock on the show remain unclear. The costumes are also getting. Uh, Talk about this. My bad. Uh, <laughs> the season premieres January 2019. Question. Yeah. Any word on who they're casting for Spock? No, no zero. Yet. No right. word yet. Um, I'd be very, I'd be very curious who they cast. I kind of really wanted to be Zachary Quinto again. So how? Be very weird that it's not. Bruce how Greenwood would Spock and, be, Mister Star Trek? Um, well, since Vulcans are very long lived, is this like ten years before? It's ten years. Se- it's set. Oh, years so before. he doesn't have to even be that much. It's set before. Before or after? It's unclear where if this is set before or after the original pilot of Star Trek. Got it. Okay. Uh, the original series. Um, I think before. So I'm actually really I like Captain Pike. I think he's a cool character. Um, very different character than Captain Kirk. So I'm actually really excited to see him uh, come into the show and we can see more of him. I'm, I'm gonna, not excited for Alex Kurtzman to do it. Yeah. Screw him. I'm gonna watch that first season soon. Just like every other thing I think I'm gonna watch. Yeah. Well, we have to. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, enough of the, but but more on that later. <laughs> more Star Trek news though. <laughs> this is hurting me. <laughs> Another Star Trek news. Four short Star Trek episodes called Short Treks. Oh Whoa. no! Oh. I'm already out. I'm offended now. Why? <laughs> I hate you, Kurtzman. I hate you so much. Oh no! I didn't think it was that it? funny until you said it out loud. Because it's like a journey that's short. <laughs> I I I hate you so much. If you're listening to this. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're going to use this 10 years later, Brandon. Be careful. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? Yeah, dude. Uh, this nerd clearly murdered Alex Kurtzman <laughs> <laughs> based on these podcast comments <laughs> 10 years ago. All I'm saying, Brandon, is if somehow, God forbid, if Alex Kurtzman, something horrible happens, you better have a damn good alibi. You guys got my back, right? We were with you the whole time, man. Got yeah. it. Uh, in other tra- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 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 he made us watch. So, it was yeah. horrible. Sorry. Short tracks. <laughs> That's horrible. You don't have to talk about it. Are coming <laughs> this fall to CBS All Access. They will be released monthly starting this fall. Uh, starting this fall as ten to fifteen minute standalone stories. Each short aims to explore the explore key characters and themes that fit into star trek discovery and expand the overall star trek universe these shorts take uh, sh- uh these short treks are poised to feature both new and returning actors including rain wilson uh aldous hodge doug jones mary and mary wiseman kurtzman said blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 
actually want to hear what he said though. Quote, each episode will deliver close and closed ended stories while we're revealing clues about what's to come in future Star mm-hmm. Trek Discovery episodes. They'll also introduce audiences to new characters who may inhabit the larger world of Star Trek. Here's so okay, I kind of don't mind his everything is canon approach to storytelling, but also I kind of feel like is it just him being like I don't know where to fit this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to make it fit. It just does fits. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry this is happening to one of your favorite things. Yeah. Well, it was bound to happen eventually. Hey, so what would you rather have? People actually don't like Brandon Braga on Star Trek. I really like him. So here's the thing. So my favorite video game franchise is Metal Gear, and it's dead, gone, done forever. That game franchise is never coming back. At least you have Jordan Boat Roberts. Uh, yeah, movie, but like the games. Like I care more about the games. Like, yeah. Would you rather Star Trek just stop? Yep. Yeah? Actually, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 we were talking about this when we when we talked about him to being uh, with that deal. Would, would, let me clarify that a little better. Would you rather it stop forever, dead, good forever, Metal can Gear never be picked up because Metal Gear can never be picked dead. up, or would you rather weather through this for the potential of better Star Trek in the future? Because there's always a potential future for Star Trek, I believe. Or would you rather that's, it's dead for good? That's a tough one. That's we, what I mean, because that's the comparison he's trying to make, we because were, Metal Gear's dead. We were definitely talking about, and I know this is going to be really harsh, but we were, but the reaction to Kurtzman on Star Trek uh, was either was really mixed in three ways. Uh, one was... I love three ways. Hey, at least we're getting more Trek. All, all, more Trek is good no matter what. There was the... There was the My Camp, which is Kurtzman is horrible yeah um and yay i love star trek discovery more of that please thank you very much whatever um i'm not talking about the quality of star trek discovery i want to be clear i've not seen it i cannot comment i'm not ben um <laughs> god <laughs> you're getting the rough one today buddy swinging a punch damn. <laughs> um, my own damn house too <laughs> i love you ben my uh, bed is right i love you there. buddy. i love you um i however talked about the fact that I I think I would prefer uh, no Trek to Kurtzman Trek because I vehemently you see it almost dying right <laughs> I'm watching it die on a vine because yeah. of him like and I'm only basing this off of Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness mm-hmm. that's the only thing I've got to base this on yeah um, I hate him he, he wasn't involved with the first season right he no. well, he was the producer, producer, but yeah, he wasn't like, the showrunner. He wasn't the showrunner. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the producer, the producer doesn't mean anything. But Star Trek Discovery is has the two worst producers in Hollywood: Alex Kurtzman and Akiva Goldsman. Oh yeah. Well, we'll have to just see what happens. I feel like the potential for better Star Trek is still out there because I mean, yeah, this sucks right now for the shows, but you got Tarantino on a movie, maybe, maybe. You know, I, I mean, like, but that. but either way, like, Beyond That's was really weird. good. The That's movie weird. potential is still there. Like, I think there's still good potential for good Star Trek. It's just not at this moment yeah. on television. Yeah. I, I agree with potentially. Spark. We still haven't even watched Discovery, so who knows? I agree with Sparks over here because I I know how much you hate Kurtzman, and I don't share that hate. I'm bummed that he's on it because I have seen really. Beyond. Have you seen Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen? Yeah, you know we. Have. I have. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember I was there watching Start in the Darkness with you. Yeah. And how they butchered Khan. So well, jo- I, oh, Jonathan Harrison, I'll kill you. Mm. So I agree. like Spock does to Jonathan Harrison. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> so I agree, but I don't wish Star Trek to be dead completely. I was happy with the dead. Like I'll be honest, I was happy with with where it ended with Enterprise. Like for for me, like I'm not obviously not as big a Star Trek fan, but like like Next Generation for me is like peak Star Trek. Like I don't know how you'll ever get better than that. Deep Space Nine is pretty good. Yeah. 
Well, so there they go. So like the best series is is behind us. Yeah. So like I I I'm just, that's, that's I was to... happy with the. Gone. I mean I I really like Beyond. If Beyond's you give me cool. more movies, at least movies that are like Beyond, was that James Wan or yeah. that, that, that was, was Justin that was Lin, Lin. Justin, Lin. Justin Lin and Simon hey, Pegg writing. Brubaker, uh, yeah, see, that's the one that mixes me up. Yeah. So, you know, no, I also want more Star Trek movies like Beyond. That was just pinnacle. I really Star like Trek. Beyond. I really like Beyond. I think I think Beyond is like definition of what great Star Trek movies can be like mm-hmm. right now, and I and I want more of that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, would you like to talk about a different franchise Alex Kurtzman used to to mess with? Please. Okay, cool. kill me. So Travis <laughs> Knight. <laughs> Travis Knight revealed that we will, in Bumblebee, be seeing Cybertron. Cybertron. Okay. The panel and be- Optimus Prime. The, this is the part that I told you. Uh, the panel began complete with laser show and footage of classic <laughs> Bumblebee action this. with a live performance by Stan Bush <gasps> of The Touch. No way. Touch. Yeah, yeah. A featurette about Knight's transition from animation director to live action followed, and then the director talked about the inspiration of the G1 Transformer cartoons and toys of the 1980s, and how that tied into his films, starting with returning Bumblebee's car form to the Someone classic watched the toys that made us to uh-huh. the classic Volkswagen Beetle of the of that era. He also spoke about how Bumblebee always seemed to have the most affinity for humanity of the Transformers, and that's what Knight wanted to play with in his film. It's also an origin story for the Autobot. Quote, I started to think about what our female lead Charlie is going through, Knight said. And that's sort of the framework that we looked at this uh, character through. We're always trying to fit in, but sometimes we just feel alone. As for Charlie, Steinfeld said that the character has experienced a loss and she's looking for a way to fill that gap. And John Cena talked about his character in the film, Agent Burns, who knows he's right about the Transformers being a threat to humanity. And as Knight pointed out, he's not wrong when you consider the state of the world by 2017 in the Transformers movie-verse. <laughs> uh, I, we also found out the name of uh, the flying Transformer. Yes, I forgot to put that in here, but it's Blitzwing. It is not Starscream. Ooh, yeah. okay. Which kind of bums me out. I kind of would have really liked to see Starscream and, uh, versus Bumblebee. It would, yeah. but Blitzwing is still another famous flying Decepticon, so... I'm Fame. I'm pretty optimistic about Bumblebee right now. I'm optimistic Prime you know about what? it. Yeah, Optimist Prime. <laughs> yeah, you. I'm really excited for Bumblebee. I'll be honest. Yeah, I I really liked everything I was hearing out of this panel. That people were real happy with what they saw and what they heard. So yeah, I um, like Travis Knight a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm Kubo. Gl- I'm glad that this this trailer and Travis Knight were able to turn my opinion of Bumblebee around. So good on them. I mean, I'm still kind of bummed that it is set in the uh, you know still using the Bay Bumblebee. Yeah, it, it yeah. feels like this would have been a good way to. Soft reboot to the soft series. reboot, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, but the, it's like a Wonder Woman situation. Like we we're doing, we're working with what we got, and it we're still gonna make. But Wonder good. Woman did mm-hmm. soft reboot one thing that I kind of wish Bumblebee would have done. Would have done also what soft reboot? Uh, that Wonder Woman wouldn't have stayed out of World War Two or the Cold War. Oh yeah. Oh okay. WW eighty four coming <laughs> next year. Yeah, uh, like they could have easily given Bumblebee his voice back. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe have him lose it by the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. I'm tired of the beeps. Same <laughs> here. I'm tired of that gimmick. Yeah. Um. But we all like Star Wars, right? I guess. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Really? I'd hate it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. Short treks only. Short treks. Jesus, my fandom. <laughs> um. A new Star Wars maxi series is going to be published through Marvel Comics. Uh. The series will be uh 30 issues and split into multiple parts. The first installment will be called The Age of the Republic, by Jody Hauser. Yep. Uh, who's good, a good writer. Each issue will have two stories, one focusing on a hero and the other focusing upon a villain. Uh, from what we can see, at least one will focus on Darth Maul. Cool. Uh, that's the first issue. Uh, there will be other parts of the series charting other areas of the Star Wars canon. This will include uh, Age of Rebellion, 
by Greg Pak. Rebellion. And Age of Resistance by Tom Taylor. Both good writers. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know the release date yet. Uh, so this kind of reminds me of the short treks thing. Like it's like, oh, it's gonna be like these little standalone things that are about certain characters. Mm-hmm. But like in the Star Wars comic universe, I'm totally down for this. Yeah, you can do this in a comic. I yeah. I really like the breakdown of Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance, Age of the Republic. Yeah. Yeah. This this being like a moniker to classify these three distinct time periods in Star Wars now. That's great. Yeah. I'm really into that. That's awesome. Yeah. Me too. And all three of these writers, like you said, like they're all fantastic. There's another Star Trek comic com- uh, Star-, Star Wars Star comic Wars. coming. <laughs> uh Fortress Vader. Ooh. Uh, will be an upcoming seven issue arc in Charles Soule's uh, Darth Vader comic but we don't know uh, what the story we are focusing on the origin of Darth Vader's castle oh is that the spooky house one no 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 no, no, that's no, no. this is actually in the main Darth Vader run no, yeah. and is supposedly all we really know is that it is focusing on essentially Vader's uh, settling into that being his home. Got it. Like why and when that happened and how. And why does he want a castle? Yes. Who is he entertaining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how he yeah. wound up with that place. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the idea. I really hope it's kind of the idea that the that the emperor like gifted it to him to kind of like remind Sorry him. Sorry about your body, bro. <laughs> like yeah. like to like punish him almost. Yeah. Right. As a reminder. Like, hey, I'm going to give you a cool castle, but it's going to be in the Mustafar system it's where your body burned. It's on the beach where burned. you died. What yeah. if it it's, is on the beach where you died? Uh, it's interesting. There must be something of some meat there because it's a seven-issue run yeah. right? within yeah. this within this story. So, But we did talk about recently there was like a like a Darth Vader. That's coming up. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Star Wars Tales from Darth Vader's Castle there we go. is an all-ages horror series from IDW Publishing being written by Kevin Scott and drawn by Derek Charm with awesome Awesome looking covers by Francesco Francavilla. Yeah, dude. The book will run for five issues and features a variety of horror tales set in the Star Wars universe. The book's framing device involves a group of travelers stranded on Mustafar near Vader's ominous castle. I have not gotten the IDW Star Wars books. I will get this one. This sounds awesome. This sounds so cool and the art looks so great. I am 1000% on board Spooky with this. Spooky Darth Vader house. I'm so ready. I'm down. We forgot to look this one up, but I guess. Supposedly, there's a Woody Harrelson comic. The the Beckett comic. Oh, Beckett comic. comic. The, yeah. So was there? Because this this could this be the one shot or something. I I just saw like preview for it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's hey, just there's, there's 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 a Beckett comic of some kind, guys. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, and then uh, the woman of the galaxy book, uh, which is depicting uh, artist takes on the female characters, uh, and search your feelings which is a book uh, using Star Wars characters to help kids identify their emotions. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah like okay. the uh, yeah, there was some art released from it that shows like, you know, the kind of happy, sad, blah 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 and it's very nice character versions of all the Star Wars characters that you can see. Oh, I, I just want to search your feelings is sad. book yeah, as a template wanna, I think I is just, really funny. I just want to flip to the scene with Vader where he goes search your feelings, you know this to be true. Um, I bet you it's not going to be in there. On oh, this man. coming Tuesday, July 24th, Timothy Zahn's new book, Thrawn Alliances, uh, will be released, which has two parallel stories, one of Vader and Thrawn working together and one of Thrawn and Anakin working together during the Clone Wars. Oh. I want to read this, actually. This sounds awesome. Wow. I could have bought it uh, yeah. at the convention, but I mm-hmm. didn't. And I, I would kind of like to read that a lot, actually. That. I know. It sounds really, yeah. really good. And good man... Good on Disney Mar- or Marvel Disney to allow Timothy Zahn to come back t- to his character that he wrote that trilogy for like a long yeah. time ago, right? Yeah, that's really cool, man. That is really awesome. Additionally, two new Star Wars novels were revealed. Uh, Claudia Gray is writing Star Wars Master and Apprentice, which focuses on the relationship between Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi. Ooh. That book is scheduled for release on February nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. 
E.K. Johnson will write Star Wars Queen Shadow, which is set after the events of Episode 1 and explore Amidala's transition from being Queen of Naboo to Senator. This book will be released in March 2019. That uh, Cutler, the Cutler Beckett, Jesus. <laughs> Claudia Gray? What's the, the, the Beckett comic? The Beckett comic, it is the one shot. Okay. Is, yeah. It is, okay. Uh, yeah, so Queen Shadow sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. I right? love the idea of a story of her adjusting I've always wanted post to, episode one. I've always wanted to to see that story, truthfully. Me too. Me too. Uh more more stories between that series because how like, how she just stopped being queen and got involved in politics because and everything. The queen the, the queen position in, in on Naboo is a is a um, Democracy. Democracy, not a not a monarchy. Yep. Which is kinda neat. Mm-hmm. Uh did I just call the prequels neat? That's right. I'm a prequelist. You're a prequelist, <laughs> Someone has to be. Uh we saved the best to last, I think. Did we? Yeah. 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 Uh, hey guys. What? Yeah, there's a little show uh, on Cartoon Network a while ago. A Star Wars show. Um, Star oh, Wars I the, got it. Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, which, uh, yeah, it's coming back. Right, Shatner. <laughs> I'm more Goldblum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> I hit our headphones. I'm sorry. Um, Star Wars: The Clone Wars is coming back. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Cool, but weird. Uh, after many, many years, uh, the show was canceled in 2013. Uh, Disney made the announcement by showing off new footage of the Clone Wars 10th anniversary at the t- Clone Wars 10th anniversary panel. Uh, the show is reportedly coming back with 12 episodes to complete the series. Thank goodness. There's a lot of episodes that they were they were, they were production for that they couldn't finish. They got uh, it was on Netflix, right? They did a season on that. They, they were yeah. everything that, episodes. Everything that was finished when they were canceled that they'd already finished through. It was like six full episodes. in animation and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a little more than six. Was it? Yeah. Um, was released. Okay. It was it was about half a season's worth. Uh, so, it was completely serious. Originally, original supervising director Dave Filoni, uh, yeah. who's doing Resistance now, who did Rebels, uh, is returning for the continuation. Said that the show is coming to Disney's upcoming direct-to-consumer streaming service, set to debut in 2019. Man. Um, that actually might be the name of the Disney streaming service. What? Direct-to-consumer. Yeah, I heard it was, and I do not like that name at all. There's a couple of stories floating around that's using that. That's as very name. like businessy. And yeah, not, like, I don't friendly. buy. It. I don't buy it. I just wanted to throw that out no, there. Yeah. That that could be a thing. I don't think that'll be the settled name. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, cool. Uh, I'm did, you, did you guys see any of that footage from? No, I didn't. I, get saw, to. I saw a picture of Obi Wan and Anakin. The the major thing is uh, Anakin's Anakin's hair is a, a bit longer. He looks a little bit more like what he does in Revenge of the Sith. So we're we're clearly it's aging him up, up just right a little further. And uh, Ahsoka's in the in the season. And Ahsoka's yeah. and Ahsoka's in the trailer, and she appears on a hologram. Anakin and Obi Wan are approaching. Uh, I think it's Rex, and uh, they're like, "What was so important? You called us over." And then they see Ahsoka on the hologram, and she turns and she says, "It's been a long time, Master." That's dope, dude. And so Ahsoka's clearly aged up a bit too. She's getting closer to where we see her, you know, in Rebels. Isn't, Rebels. isn't she also? I th- also saw that she was accompanied by someone in Mandalorian armor. So I don't know who that is. They could they could actually mm. tell. Do you yes, think, yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Do you think they'll tell the story of how uh, Darth Maul got the uh, uh, got the Crimson Dawn? The Crimson Dawn. I'm I'm curious if that will be in there or not. We'll have to wait and see. Do you think we'll learn about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. You know, it's not a Jedi tale. The Jedi tale. That, that's your go-to Star Wars joke. But yeah, I'm it? really excited okay. that there's going to be a little bit more Clone Wars to, to finish out some of that. It's very unexpected. I I love the idea of this whole you know like they were like this war was unfinished and now we can finish it. So that's so the tag. That was the tagline. Like during the um finish during the, the footage, they said we this can finally war- figure out what happened to fives. Oh my god! I'm so yeah, excited. They straight up said that or this fives. war will finally end. The war was left unfinished. I'm like. But okay. I mean, we've seen the end of the war, but now yeah, we can but see now the, we see like the yeah. 
the but the right beginning before of the, the war that actually like, ends. Clone Wars, Clone Wars was really great when it focused on the clones, and I'm really excited to see them come back. And some yeah. other times too, but yeah. But yeah. like but uh, some of the best you. episodes. No, some of it's like smaller and more intimate stories are the best episodes. So. Yeah. Like once again, Clone Wars is one of those shows that I never got into because I heard the first season was not that come good. Come on, Cody. But there I was like the first season. Or I don't like, like people keep saying that. It was like first or second. Or I think something. I think legitimately every season has a couple of episodes that are like. Nyeh. No, but there's this one episode during the first season where it was all about the clones. There's no Anakin, no Obi Wan. Which one you're talking it about? It was on an asteroid, and they're talking about shinies and this worm, yep. and it was yep. awesome. Yes, there was great. also an episode where they activate the chip that uh, that makes the makes the guy go crazy. Yep, that was uh, that Ooh. was pretty close to the and end. Re- and Rex uh, Rex uh, d- decides like I'm gonna figure out what's inside our brain that makes us want to kill Jedi. Yep, oh, they're right, starting right, right. to try and investigate mm-hmm. that. Yep, and then it was canceled. Sixty six. Uh, but I did like how all the clone troopers' helmets were like lined up, and then there it was a battlefield. I was like, "Oh no!" Yes, and that'll do it for part one of this episode. If you enjoyed this, make sure to find part two on our feed now. At the end of part two, I will announce a giveaway, so be sure to check that out. And until then, uh, thank you to everyone who's listened, and uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci uh, for our theme music and intro segments. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at JB Jabberwock. You can find his show, Suburban Proctologist. Suburban Proctologist. All at fake nerd po- uh, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. It wouldn't be a show without me stumbling. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Mike Patola. Thank you for our logo. You can find, uh, find him on at Mike Patola on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Call at Fickner Podcast. Ficknerguys at gmail.com. Subscribe to us. Uh, rate and review wherever you get us. We'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, see you in part two. Stay fake nerds. <laughs>